First show of the decade. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it is. Wow. Yeah. It Happy is the of the 20s. Back to the roaring 20s. Here we are. Yeah. Starting off strong on the video game front. I think it's more of a roaring, of a sad roaring, you know, just a, 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 a roaring lament. silence? A lament. No, no, no. That, that roaring is just snoring. Oh, yeah. There we go. Sleep, <laughs> you guys. God. No, it's, uh, we're in a bit of a lull here, boys. Game wise, not uh, not really, not really too much out there to nibble on. I don't mind mm, a lull. Uh, yeah. Um. No. For about a month, maybe seven weeks at most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I start to go crazy. Mm -hmm. And we're well into that period now, so. Mm -hmm. I think it was. It mainly stings because we did have a really great lineup for the first half of the year. God, it was so yeah. nuts. <laughs> It was it was looking good. I mean, I think The Last yep. of Us Part Two was supposed to be out today. Really? Cursed. That was there. I think so. It was. Let me see. Yeah, they, February. Yeah. Right, because right, they announced the release date, right, and then they delayed it like mm -hmm. three weeks later. I don't remember what the. Uh... Yeah. F oh, February twenty first, Friday. It was supposed to be out on Ooh. Friday. Can you imagine? Th oh that would have been the gosh. perfect time. Yeah. Oh, they would have had so much time alone. Because it's probably like twenty plus hours that game, and mm -hmm. and then and then, um, and then I, yeah, Final Fantasy Seven would be was, like two weeks away. Yeah, and then I think Watch Dogs was also supposed to be like March tenth or something. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Gods and Gods Monsters and Monsters was supposed to be out like February. Yeah, like mid February. And then that would have taken us. Is Watch Dogs still coming out? Uh, in the fall, sometime. Everything, all the mm. Ubisoft games got delayed. They have nothing for the spring. It's it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, don't get me wrong. Well, the Division 2 massive update, baby. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah, that is something. You're right. Maybe you'll turn yeah. the lights on. Yeah. The, um, yeah, it was, it was like from middle of February every other week until like May was like a huge, till the middle of May was like a huge blockbuster release. <laughs> and then they all got mm. delayed. <sighs> so now it's so, like the, be the beacon to light are kind of like, this is like Doom. In a month and, and two days, Doom is out. So that's not too bad. Yep. Doom is like the only guarantee I have on my radar coming up mm. anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess once you get to April, that's not really anytime soon, right? E I'm just looking at the list. Oh, it's Half-Life, 23rd. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I... and then April 3rd is Resident Evil 3. Yeah. So I'm lying. It actually does kick off for me. As soon as Doom comes out, things are starting to flow again. Yeah. Yeah, the, and the Final the Fantasy Part 1 of 19 comes out pretty early in April. Uh, a week uh -huh. after Resident Evil 3. It's 100 gigabytes, did you see that? <laughs> no Res way, really? They said the, the game, it's two Blu-rays, 250 gigabyte Blu-rays, apparently. Damn, that's that game's going to look so insane. And that's only like Part 1 of who knows how many. I find it... I think like... I find it. Ben, have you played Final Fantasy 7, like the full thing? Was that a dumb Oof. question? Uh, I have... <laughs> played it no i have not <laughs> no he's a collector know, of the like, game though. he buys the... it on every platform and then... i have it yeah. on every platform mm -hmm. but i, I just want to know how much of the game is that first city uh i haven't got third i haven't gotten out of it 
<laughs> yeah, but do you like no? Well, they're no, also no, like no. remixing no. the okay. story and things to make it work. But yeah, I mean, it's at least part one of two, probably more like part one of three, right? Like probably. Nah. So I, I, I find it very like strange. Decade. I find it a little like shady that they are not making that apparent at all. Actually, I would say I find it more than yeah. a little shady. I find it kind of like really sleazy. Absolutely. It's just, it is weird. It's just Final Fantasy VII Remake and all the poor normies that are out there are going to yeah. buy it and then they're going to play, you know, 20, 30 hours or whatever. And then it's going to be like, haha, see you in 2025 for part two. It's going to be Ooh. so annoying watching them try to staple each game together mm-hmm. and make it some type of I don't know. I don't know. And then they're well, naming, yeah. The full collection naming will be out in wise, 2030 or whatever. Yeah. They've already done like the Final Fantasy 13 2 and Yeah. That works so for I think sure. they're just like, "Eh, we can get away with it. We've we've done this bullshit before." Yeah, that's true. Final like Fantasy 7 2. Yeah, they can name it anything they need to as well because it's fucking oh. Final Fantasy. <laughs> for yeah. sure, but like when you, when you're redoing a, like a game that was just one game and yeah. you're trying to remake it in an episodic fashion it just i don't it's has it just, been done it, this is this is all unique yeah it is yeah, it's I, weird i don't think it's, it's happened very like unique. this before where a remake has come out in multiple parts i can't think of it yeah to be fair to them like the production value for an it does RPG look pretty ridiculous the, it's it's insane that game mm-hmm. looks crazy Mm-hmm. It looks crazy. I look forward to I'm playing actually, uh, like 90 I'm, minutes of it and then stopping. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It yeah. looks uh, weird. And I liked I, Final Fantasy 15. 15 yeah. Hmm. And, I, hope you know, it gets, I hope it gets the seal of approval. The Nintendo uh, seal of so approval? I, yeah, featuring Dante <laughs> from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> I hope it... Uh, I just hope it gets a seal of approval from the consensus fans, just so that way I know I can get, oh, I will. can try to learn what all the hype's about, as far as the story goes, or whatever the fuck people loved about so much about it. Yeah, that stuff will be I interesting because it it's, like I said, I think they're like remixing parts of the story, so I'll be curious mm-hmm. how people react to exactly. that. I just, I just like uh, the fun part of Final Fantasy Fifteen was. Not understanding a single thing that was happening, but just enjoying the spectacle of it. Yeah. Like I remember I halfway through Final Fantasy Fifteen, where like a god just appears out of the ground, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I, remember. I, think I, I thought it was part. just about <laughs> I thought it was just about us four boys going on a camping trip, and now there's some <laughs> god, and I I don't really know what's going on. And there's a part later on in the game you have to like wake up a water god, and I just don't understand anything about that world. I didn't even know that <laughs> what there was gods and summons and all this shit. Uh, it's great. It's like watching, uh, you know, the fifteenth entry of an anime movie series and not having any clue what happened in mm. the first fourteen. Yeah, but the first fourteen don't hilarious. matter because they're all standalone and in their own worlds, right? <laughs> yeah, not- there's like connectivity in the world and the law and characters. I think. I don't know. Yeah, when I asked individual. Dean, oh man! When I asked Dean when fifteen was coming, I'm like, Dean, what's what's the story with Final Fantasy? Why are there fifteen oh, games? What's what's the connection here? And he's like, there is none. They're all of their own game, and they're all their own world. And I'm like, I give up. Okay. <laughs> that was the most ever... shocking thing I think I've heard in a very long time. Was... Maybe he's... yeah, I got... I just thought they were in the same world. But uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. I Shit, don't... I know some games. Have Please send your corrections this... in to us. <laughs> yeah. At, uh... Please. Don't you dare uh, give us the educate us. Uh, I I don't know. I was going to say an email, but I don't know if we have one. Uh, Twitter always. Yeah, just send them to us on Twitter. We... No, please don't. Um, no it's, one listens. It's fine. I, I I try and think about yeah 
how because there's they do do things some like the same character names and same <laughs> right. I don't know. There's, there's got to be some same. And where does Kingdom Hearts fit into off. it all? Where does Kingdom Hearts? Where does Mickey Mouse fit into <laughs> Sephiroth's plan? I must know <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I think that is probably. the answer. Somewhere, probably. Somewhere in the world. I have no idea. Yeah. It's, it's a weird time Final right Fantasy, now. Doom, Animal Crossing, and then. Hmm. One of the weirdest parts. Yeah, I have, is, yeah. is just like the lack of any news at all mm-hmm. for anything. Yeah. Like there was so much speculation that the, too, the PlayStation Five event was going to be this month, but that's—I mean—we're recording this on February eighteenth, so mm-hmm. that's not happening. And it's like, where is the info? Like at this point, last year or in last gen, this gen, right? I think the PS Five was revealed right around this, like the fifteenth or something, twentieth mm-hmm. maybe. And it's like, what are we doing? Where are they? Yep. I guess maybe they—I don't know. I'm trying to think of what their logic is. Like, when are they? Do they wait until until like June? I hope not. I hope not. No, that's way too late. But but like I said, yeah, at that weird. point it looks it looks like they're rushing it at that point. Like they have a really good window right now of making it look like yeah. they, they can get it out and make it feel newer, but if they wait any longer it's going to feel rushed. Yeah. It's it's weird. So, like, I, I have to imagine it, I think. it feels like it would make sense for them to talk about it before the the game developer conference in March, which is like at the yeah. end of March. Because that is where all the game devs are are together, and so much stuff just leaks out of there all the time. Like the the P- P- PS4 Pro was like fully leaked from that thing, and they didn't announce it until September mm. or whatever. I feel like they yeah. should they have to get ahead of that, but but I don't know anymore because all the timelines are broken with this. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, are they gonna wait until October and be like the PS5, like what Apple does, you know, with their new their new lineups where they like wait until a month before it's out and then they just announce it that would suck i doubt that Mm -hmm. happens nah you gotta do the whole new circuit for a while it has to be before e3 right because the the ps3 i'm pretty sure wasn't unveiled until the e3 prior like the physical form of it the very yeah i don't i wasn't really paying attention back then but there is that famous yeah the famous e3 conference i don't know if there was like you know, a PS3 reveal to any degree before that conference? I doubt it. You're probably right, because mm. E3 back then was, like, the shit, right? That was where they yeah, And the internet everything. wasn't... We weren't as online Yeah, and that was, like, now. 2006 that that would have... I mean, I'm, yeah. I didn't... Yeah. I wasn't paying yeah. any attention to, to that stuff in 2006. Uh, I feel like they have to yeah. announce it before E3, right? Because all the third-party stuff is going to be showing off at E3, and it's like, hurry up! <laughs> I'm bored. Yeah, I am. I am very, very excited for that reveal <sighs> because uh, I feel like they're going to go big. It's a different industry than when the PS4. Yeah. It's almost like I don't want to you know, pull figures out my ass, but it kind of feels like it's like twice as big as it was back when the PS4 came out. A lot and, of uh, a lot of the revenue, probably, yeah, is is probably uh, is an exaggeration, huge. but gaming has never been bigger. Oh yeah, that definitely. it wasn't you know niche by the time the PS4 came out, but it, you know it was still like below yeah. I would say film and music yeah. and stuff like that, and now it's just like the shit. Yeah, what do you think of the it's density changed. of households and like now that have a PlayStation 4? Like I know we talk about how like the lifetime sales of the PS2 are remarkable, but the fact that like the PS4 has eclipsed the PS2? No, 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 it hasn't. No, no, the PS2 is at like 155 million or something. It's still fucking crazy. But isn't the PS4 over 100, 110? 100 I think was the last number. That's which still is still nuts, insane, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
I'm still I still um, can't get I don't know how they sold 150 million PS2s. Well, because it was the only so console new. at the time. It was it was pretty much yeah. Like the Xbox was well, a failure, right? And then built-in yeah. DVD player. The GameCube like, was, was around that era yeah. as well, right? Like, and the GameCube didn't do mm. super great, right? That was a little later, yeah. but a little later. A little later. It was, more, it was like closer to... Yeah, actually, yeah. I retroactively can't put Nintendo I know, as yeah. A it doesn't really matter, like, really. Even, like, like, yeah. At the time, you think of it, but now here, like, looking back, I can't look at them. I can't view them at standing side by side. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo's are just so... No, yeah. They're in their own world. Yeah, they've yeah, exactly. always been doing their own thing, but... Yeah, but, I was uh, watching yeah, a, a digital foundry video this just this morning where they were talking, you know, speculating on that price article about parts mm. and all that and they just brought up a good an interesting point that i hadn't thought about with the ps4 going into the ps4 it was like okay the design some of the design philosophies were like we need to build it so that it can be kind of cheap because it might not be something that people want anymore right going into last gen mm. there was like do people even want consoles that was the speculate yeah. that was the thing that was the question because mobile gaming and facebook and all that were exploding in 2011 2012 and it was like, so let's build these conservatively because we don't know how they're going to sell. And then they've sold 110, probably going to sell like yeah. 120, 25 million by the time they're done with the PS4, which is like, okay, yeah, people still want consoles. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I think nice. it's getting easier to do all the things that you would do in a, like people. It is really <laughs> coming down to uh, the graphical difference because streaming on consoles is becoming easier. Like content recording is becoming easier. Oh, yeah. It's just... Like then the portability of editing is now becoming making it all easier as well. So it's like when where PC was booming because it had all that exclusive software and like recording and streaming capabilities and all that. I feel like it's getting lost, and that's why people are like more yeah. apt to get a console now, especially yeah, when it's yeah. like multiple like multiple formats. You can watch Blu-rays on it, connects to the internet. Yeah, like, they've been saying when, that uh, this gen is going to be like RTX and higher frame rates for consoles, yeah. Yeah. which has been so the, like the one thing that. PC's kind of had over consoles for ages. I doubt frame rates are much higher. Like, I mean, 60 probably is, you know, like a little more common the way it was this gen versus last gen. There was certainly a decent number of 60 uh, FPS titles. But a gen goes on a- for a long time, dude. And there's like multiple variations I'm, of the console. I'm thinking of an Uncharted game at 144 it's not hertz. And like, I'm kind of... Yeah. The, 60 FPS I can definitely see becoming more common, but... They're not going to go above 60 FPS because TVs are are not ready for that uh, in most cases. <laughs> yeah. And also developers want to just pump up the visuals as much as possible at the expense of frame rate every time, right? Like, Who knows, mate? Yeah, we'll see. When the PS5 2 comes out, exactly, it might exactly. be more viable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the middle gen, yeah, yeah, the, the, pro, the, the PS5 Pro. Yeah, I, I will be curious about that stuff. Going into this gen, no, so, this yeah. next gen is good. Like, we're in a really good place, right? There's no bullshit. I mean, there's lots of bullshit, of mm. course, but there's no, like... Remember going into last gen, it was like, okay, second screen experience, connect, PS Move, 3D, all this shit was there. Going there's no into, gimmicks. Yeah, there are no gimmicks. It's yeah. like, right now, everyone's just like, we like playing video games with a controller on a TV yeah. with a box, and that's that's it. And that's the it only thing. It sucks that we lost... We, it sucks that um, we had to sacrifice second screen experience uh, in the calling because I feel like that would have had a real place now that the Switch has kind of proved like a portable screen or like a lot of people I'm sure play Switch in portable mode in front of their television and I'm sure there's definitely you could do something there and the fact that other like when TV was kind of when you grouped 
second screen stuff in with TV and like making it look so cumbersome back then, especially when it seemed like Xbox was trying to push it more than anybody. I know oh, yeah. uh, PlayStation has their stuff, but the Xbox, I guess, from the jump, like the well was poisoned. So everything it looked like they were doing was kind of look, looked a little shady. So their second screen stuff was like, who's going to use this? I think people like, like having their second screen is just whatever they want it to be and not like that's a very the good game well. saying like, now pick up your tablet and call in an airstrike. It's like, no, I'm going to pick up my tablet yeah. and oh, fu- no, look at Twitter that. while these fucking no. cutscenes play. Like <laughs> It would have to be super <laughs> passive. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm just glad that there's none of that right now. Like there's nothing... You know, yeah. a, a VR with Sony is like sort of, you know, but they're not, that's not mm. like a gimmick that they tack onto a console. That's like a separate, you know, hardware mm-hmm. skew, basically. It's good. We're in a, I think we're in a, we're, it's poised to be like a really good generation mm. for both parties. It's focused. It's very focused yeah. on just games and they're both, the both devices are going to be like very powerful compared to what we have now, especially because mm-hmm. yeah. the fucking PS4 and Xbox, like they were bad when they launched, like yeah they were bad like yeah. it, and that's why it took like two two and a half years for the good games to start coming was because the developers were like oh these aren't as good as we thought they were going to be uh oh. the cpus were bad were that were bad laptop cpus in 2003 or 13 and it was like oh, oh. Mm. but now it seems like they're going all out with the hardware which is exciting so it but i want yeah they need to fucking start talking about it yeah. let's go already <laughs> They're out in the fall. They're just they're hoping that people will buy dumb and it'll like Sony. I can sort of understand up. the like because they just launched Dreams, you know, and then they have The Last of Us <laughs> coming in a couple months, and it's like they've got some sort of major th- and Ghost of Tsushima in the summer, so it's like they've got some major like PS4 games to ship still. But Microsoft has fucking nothing. Like just go all in, <laughs> start talking about it. like what are well, they waiting? What a surprise! It's like oh, we don't want to cannibalize the sales of uh. Uh, <laughs> or Ori Ori Two. Uh, that's that's yeah. their game. Like that's the only thing they have announced. You know, it's like just just start talking about things, please. Their little their little game awards thing was not enough. Show us video too. games. Mm. The thing is, they've said already that the Xbox Series X. Mm. It's not going to have any exclusives for a while since, you know, they're going to have it be on PC and Xbox One for as many years as they can, which I think is fine if you want to do mm. that business model and make things as accessible as possible. But it really mm. does just kind of detract a little bit of possible uh, possible excitement yeah. from the idea of a console launch when they don't have anything that is, you know, exclusive Truly to that refrigerator. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, but everything's yeah. going to be cross-gen for like two years, which is standard, yeah. But you expect mm-hmm. like some first-party titles at launch, for sure. And Sony, I'm sure, will be doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a good track record of doing that. But And Microsoft makes sense as well, because they're approaching, they're going for more of the, like, Apple approach, where it's just, like, a newer a newer model, but everything still works, right, across all the older yeah. models, which is a good, I'm sure it's a good approach, but even the Xbox, yeah, like, everything coming out on that. PC just makes me not care about the xbox and then when they say that like yeah. halo infinite is gonna have to run on an xbox one then i'm like well i'm not terribly interested in halo infinite now either because it's like why like just build it for next you know it's just yeah like <laughs> it has to whatever that game is has to run on nine-year-old hardware when it launches and you're like oh yeah but who knows like maybe they're clever in yeah. the engineering department uh, i know what you're saying though if you are building the game to run at all 
even if you're just amping it up mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. uh, for the previous um, no for the next generation, it's still not going to have that authentic built for next gen experience like other developers can do. Yeah, yeah like the way Call like Call of Duty's when uh, the PS4 was coming out, like Ghosts and stuff. Like you had yeah. to play both sides and look kind of shitty. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And yeah, there were a lot of third party stuff that was coming out on both, and it was <clears throat> pretty noticeable. But yeah, I'm just happy that most things are coming to PC when it comes to uh, Xbox. Well, yeah, that's. Mm. I mean, everything will. So it's like you have a good PC. No point in getting a a console, really. Right? It's like it's getting hard to predict where things are going to go now, too, with Game Pass and stuff and its success. Because like with it in PS Now, I don't know. I'm excited for the cloud stuff, especially as far as consoles and stuff go. Yeah, it'll be that'll probably be um, like the one gimmick, right? That gets. I guess is what you could call mm-hmm. right now is like cloud cloud stuff. The the innovation is becoming more gamer like actual game centric. Yeah. Like how do we get games in more people's hands and how do we not try and get non gamers to buy our console? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll it makes be interesting. Sense. There's a lot outside of the gaming stuff. There's a lot of uh, or games stuff. There's a lot of questions that also need to be answered in the next oh, six months. Like. Microsoft has said back compat for everything. Great. But Sony hasn't, you know, it's presumed that they will mm. stuff like that. And yeah. it's like, please just start talking about this shit. That would be, that would be so crazy. Cause I assume from like an engineering standpoint, that's probably really fucking difficult to pull off. Well, having all these different discs that can go into one thing and just work seamlessly. Well, like a Blu-ray like player, surely. a modern Blu-ray player, a 4K Blu-ray player reads everything, right? Like you put, because the PS2 and PS1 were DVDs. So like that, that can all be read and Blu-rays can, you know, PS3 stuff was all Blu-ray. Yeah. PS4 I'm more making an Blu-ray. assumption just because they haven't done it yeah, yeah. yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when the Xbox 360 came out, you could only do it with select Xbox titles. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they were constantly adding to that list as if they had to do something on the back end to make that a feasible thing. Yes, yeah. So I've always assumed without the actual knowledge that it's just an engineering task that's difficult. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. my understanding is that nowadays with the next gen, the hardware will be powerful enough that it can just like brute force PS1, PS2 stuff, no problem, which is mm-hmm. not surprising. I mean, those are 20-year-old games at this point. Um, and then PS3, like the PS3 emulation on PC has come quite a long ways in the last couple of years and you can mm. brute force your way through most PS3 stuff now via emulation. Mm. Uh, and then you have the advantage of like Sony knows how the actual crazy PS3 hardware works. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and so they can optimize for that. And then the PS4 to PS5 is like, a, it's a, just a PC upgrade, right? Cause that's the nice thing is the PS4, Xbox, they're just, they're just the same architecture of the PS5 and of the PC. So, it, yeah, but it mm. will be, it would be really neat if they, yeah. if those rumors of like, it runs everything, every game, yeah. that would be really be amazing. So good. Yeah. I feel like they have to do that as well. I, it's weird how last gen it was like backwards compatibility. No one really cares about that. Like, yeah, who cares? And then, you know, a few years into it, Microsoft was like, ta-da, we have backwards compatibility. And everyone was like, oh, my God, we care so much. (laughs) And I feel like if Microsoft hadn't done that, I don't know that there would be back compat for these next consoles. Mm. That That backwards glance really kind of saved it a bit. Yeah. And I think think the way they did it for the Xbox One is that they actually put a, like, 360 chip on the motherboard, on the hardware of the Xbox One. Mm. And they didn't talk about that. Because they weren't 
you know, 100% sure that it was going to be able to run things. And after two years <laughs> yeah, of yeah. development on it, they announced it. And that's how they're doing the 360 cool. emulation. Yeah. They basically built a little 360 into the Xbox One, I think. <laughs> nice. But, but yeah, like, oh yeah. my god. Can you imagine if they didn't do back combat? Holy shit. Like, we have oh nothing. Please god. buy our new re-release of Dreams and Ghost of Tsushima that came out three months ago. Like, that would be no, such a don't disaster. Worry. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not that worried, but... Those are the questions I need answering. Like, yeah. Will the controllers work? I just heard work? rumors that there's more features and gimmicks that we don't know about. Yeah. Are we going to get any like silly things, like how we got the touchpad on the DualShock Four? Yeah. You know, mm. are we going to have any like strange tech, uh, technological innovations that we, you know, aren't even thinking about at this point? Yeah. Uh, that's the stuff I'm really excited about for the reveal. And it, obviously, if there's not, and it's just a box that plays games, that's cool. Well, I I'm think, still looking yeah. forward to I it. I think that was Mark Cerny that straight up said that af- around the CES like logo reveal stuff. He was like, or maybe it was the president or something during that CES reveal. Uh, he said like, yeah, he said exactly that. Where it's like, well, yeah, we've talked about you know ray tracing and SSD stuff, but like the coolest stuff about the ha- hardware we, or the console we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking I mean, about. Which I, I would imagine oh, that would be a reference. You know, you could see that being a reference to the back compat stuff. Uh, could be that's a, that's a big deal and streaming I'm sure will you know they'll probably they have PS Now they've had PS Now for fucking nine years and no one talks about it Even <laughs> no one knows the, oh the stadium is the first to ever do it it's like I've been playing I played Ratchet on my PC in like 2015 like what are you talking about oh god to be fair PS Now it's kind of shit isn't that but yeah isn't that refined and that's what Stadia were trying to be yeah it'll only get better but like it functions oh, yeah. right like <laughs> It does. It functions very well, in fact. Uh, and you already own it. Well, no, you have to pay a rather premium subscription to, yes, to do PS yeah, yeah. Now. Uh, if they were, well, they hardware. don't need to do this, but if they were really smart, they would tie that into uh, PS Plus yeah. because PS Plus just seems like a scam, honestly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you get clouds. Like bundle. You get cloud saves and you get uh, like one free game a month. Or two free games a month, or whatever it is, and that's it for for sixty dollars a year. And it's like, I... don't you need it to play online? Like oh yeah, Xbox that's Gold? well, not everything yeah. though. Like free to play games, like Apex, you don't need PS Plus. Fortnite, oh, you don't. Need Fortnite, you Plus, don't. But for paid games, you do. It's strange. It yeah. kind of feels like instead of offering things, they've just taken things away from people who don't pay. <laughs> kind <laughs> you of. Know what I yeah. Mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, and I, I have to imagine that like Xbox should really do that with gold because I don't know. Yeah. I, I I still pay for gold for some goddamn reason, and I don't know why. I don't know. Like, I Damn. guess you need it to play multiplayer on an Xbox, which I don't do. Actually, yeah, I should look into that, because I know I renewed it for that Halo Reach video, so I should probably check I'm not doing that. You should probably cancel Or just that, keep yeah. it, whatever. Yeah. Well, I kept mine, and then over the summer last year, they had that deal where it was like, convert all your remaining gold time into Game, Plus, uh, Game Pass Ultimate. And I had renewed until the end of of august 2020 so i have game pass ultimate for a dollar <laughs> until the end of 20 august 2020 because i, just, I had paid for how gold the fuck are these guys making money <laughs> <laughs> well they're microsoft they don't really care all that i much. got game pass for a dollar for eight years some people did that they, they like game. they went onto amazon and found you know the like 20 dollar subscription cards for gold and and paid f- until like 2025 and then paid the dollar and converted all that time into Game Pass Ultimate. So some people have it for like five or six years. 
I have a big PC, so I don't even need to buy an Xbox. Yeah. I got Halo Infinite for 0.02 cents. Yeah. Good uh, deal. That stuff's, that stuff's crazy. Game Pass is crazy, though. It's uh, crazy, yeah. yeah. And they really did a good job of making it uh, compelling this year. Crazy. Yeah. You know I mean? It's a no-brainer. It's only going to get better. It's such, yeah, it's such a bizarre value that it confuses me. It's just immense value. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, s- subscription stuff is so confusing from a money end. Like, you look at Netflix every year and they're just like, our debt pool is over $25 billion. We're going <laughs> to, yeah. and we're spending a hundred billion trillion dollars this year on content production. And you're like, this the math doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, that'll be nine ninety nine a month, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for you and eight of your family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, like I don't pay, like. You think I fucking pay for Netflix? No, we have a family plan, and like nine people yeah. use it. It's like I feel like I don't think anyone pays for Netflix. I think one person in the world does. Yeah, it's just spread across everyone. Yeah. it's just a virus. That's yeah, hundred million. <laughs> it should really just be it. add a buck for pro. <laughs> like it should be a buck a profile. Like for it. Like no, man, don't give them any ideas. Oh man. Also, our, our family account is, what do they call Like a, a grandfather account, right? Where it's been around since, oh my gosh. since we, like we started paying for it when they launched it in Canada in like 2010. Mm-hmm. And they've raised the prices, but they, they are much slower to raise prices for older accounts. So like, I think we have the 4K family plan, which you know has like eight devices or something or 12 <laughs> devices with 4K streaming. And it's like $11 a month. <laughs> it's like, this is a Crazy. scam. We are scamming them. <laughs> yeah, it's a backward scam. Um, but but they but people keep, like investors keep giving them money because subscriptions are weird. And if they spend yeah. all this money and then you know pull back on the spending for a few years after they have two hundred million subscribers, they like their profits just go to the to the sky, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And Microsoft is probably doing the yeah. same thing. So everyone in the industry <laughs> is just betting big. Yeah. Microsoft also has the advantage of, you know, being one of the three wealthiest companies on planet Earth. And so they can afford Mm -hmm. to do whatever they want. Uh, True. You know, they're a trillion dollar company. So that uh, that certainly helps. Speaking of Game Pass, though, how's this Mm -hmm. for a transition, boys? Are you ready? So far, good. I have played some video games on Game Pass. Well, would you like to hear about th- those video games that I played? Yeah, sure. Some amount. Where do you of? find? Where do you find Please. games? On okay. their old games on Game Pass. Under the you couch. don't play old games. Well, old from last year. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, I played a decent chunk of uh, Plague Tale: Colon Innocence. Yes. Right. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you think of it because it's a really weird <clears throat> game, but I, 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 I kind of dug it. I played like. I think it's 18 chapters or something I looked up, and I think I played till like, Gosh, a lot of chapter chapters. 13 or something, mm-hmm. 12 or 13. I don't think I'm going to finish it. I actually know I'm not going to finish it. I uninstalled it last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, that kind of... Because I hadn't played it for two yeah. weeks. But um, that game's decent, yeah? Yeah. That game's a good Game Pass game, because... Yes. I almost bought it for, like, $25, and then, like, three days later, it came out on Game Pass, which I was... So I was very mm-hmm. happy I didn't buy it. And, oh, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's decent. It's solid. I respect that game, I think, more than I care for it. I, yeah. I think... I liked it. <clears throat> I was fairly surprised by how they made the gameplay 
pretty solid and compelling. Not like amazing. Mostly. mostly. I don't think mm-hmm. the versus human stuff is very good. But I like the rats and the weird rat puzzles and the light and yeah. having to move light around. That stuff's pretty decent. I'm surprised by how many like crafting ability like things you can throw. You know, you can throw an attractor. You can throw light yeah. bombs. You get you like throw... a, a pretty large repertoire you can th- of tools yeah. and things. Yeah, and um, I enjoyed the exploration and dealing with rats and getting rid of them. <laughs> It's such a weird niche, like, gameplay focus. Rats, puzzle solving, and rat combat. And stealth. (laughs) And stealth. And the stealth Mm. stuff with the humans is like, eh, okay. I just, as soon as I got the thing that popped people's helmets off, I would just hit them in the helmet and then kill them. uh, Because stealth is boring. Um, But it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it's it's a, I appreciate when a developer... It reminded me a lot of Hellblade, where it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. mm. I appreciate that this studio, who is a lot of the times a workhorse studio, uh, you know, the what's their name? Ninja Theory definitely does more interesting stuff than Asobo, I think is their name that made this. I have no idea. Asobo is like a big time workhorse studio. They're actually making a Microsoft Flight Simulator for this year. Like they, oh, hell yeah. They are, oh, man, they made, um, they have, they've worked on some. Yeah, they're just like a hardcore workhorse studio. But this was like their first passion project, fully, you know, their own thing that they got funding for. And I respect that. I, you know, the French French studio making a game that's set during the you know, a weird super vi- uh, rat plague. And it's in France in, you know, the 12th century or whatever, or 15th century. And it's all stealth and rat puzzles, and it's like okay, <laughs> and it looks insane. It looks really good. Um, yeah. The production values are super that. impressive. The voice acting, eh, it's okay. You know, there's a lot of kids around, and kid voice acting is always not great. But um, <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it fine enough for a Game Pass game for a week or two. You know, I played like three sessions of two or three hours and or two hours probably. And yeah, it was it was decent. I am glad well, I didn't I agree. pay for it, but I respect it and thought it was OK. <laughs> I I thought it was I thought it was good. Mm. Uh, one thing you haven't mentioned is I, I, I think they did a really good job of uh, making the environment just feel really, really dirty and horrible. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. I'm a big <laughs> yeah. fan of, like, grimy horror. Bloodborne mm. does a good job of that. Um, like a sickly <clears throat> horror, mm-hmm. where you kind of mm. want to have a shower after playing it. Mm-hmm. And a Plague Tale does that so tremendously. And there's something oh, about, uh, like, a swarm of rats and, like, the rats whether it's insects me a bit or of, anything. a bit of the, like... Heebie-jeebies, just the way they There's move. like a sensation. I can't yeah. remember the name for it. There's an the actual tip. human sensation yeah. of when you see like a swarm. It's very very similar to tryptophobia. Right. Where you just kind of like get squirmy, goosebump feeling. And yeah. it does that very does. well. You just yeah. you just get very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I liked the uh, the journey with the two main characters. Because the, the girl is mm-hmm. like Alicia, Amelia, yeah, one some, of those two. Alyssa or Alicia, something like that. She's yeah. she's only like she's supposed to be like thirteen. She doesn't really look thirteen, but oh. she's supposed to be like thirteen. I would have said she was like and eighteen. <laughs> yeah, she she's she's a kid as well. Oh. And I, I thought they did that well because she's yeah. kind of she's like inconsiderate sometimes and she's just too uh, brash with the kid and she's rude and yells at him and you're like, Jesus, like give 
I know he's a little kid and he's being a bit annoying, but you're not really handling it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I thought it was good. I thought those characters were handled pretty well. That's yeah, it. It was I, good. I, I would have finished it if I had thought the story was more interesting because it was just... Yeah, it just I, kind of ends, to be honest. It was like, okay, there's some sort of like ancient uh, plot power or something in the kid that the evil Pope wants. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I That's pretty it. much it. <laughs> and I saw, I did see the final fight when you streamed it <laughs> yes. where the Pope summons rat tornadoes. Um, so that yes. sort of, ah. I'm glad I saw that because I wouldn't have known of that. And I think that's hilarious. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. I just remember tuning in one day when you were streaming. And I'm like, there's rat tornadoes. This game is not, what's going on? <laughs> I thought this was like a grounded, realistic thing. <laughs> uh, I, I like the setting as well. Uh, it's like alternate history, essentially. Yeah, well, it's like yeah, it's like the Black Death on. It's like, Wolf, on it's like Wolfenstein. It takes a historic event and like yes. turns up to a hundred and brings mm. in more occult. When in doubt, mm-hmm. bring in the occult. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I have also uh, I did what I said I was going to do, and I I tried Children of Morta again, but on a controller <laughs> and on an Xbox. Yes. And uh, yeah, that game's good. I haven't uh, yeah. played it for like ten days, but I, I will get I. Just because I moved my Xbox to record Reach stuff and yeah, it's yeah. not hooked up to my TV. But uh, I got through the first world, the first, you know, three levels of that world. Uh, and I have just unlocked all the characters, I think was the last thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's good. I like it. It, yeah. it is good. Love that game. It's not like, yeah. not like, it doesn't get me the way Dead Cells got me. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's very solid. Wide. It's very solid, and uh, mm-hmm. I still occasionally have annoyances with the healing stuff, where it's just like, you know, one run you get like seventy bajillion healing items, and then the next run you're like, <laughs> "Where's the healing items game?" Mm-hmm. I, I still wish you just had a healing flask like Dead Cells, where you can use it twice or three times or something. Because every time yeah. I every time I have a good run, it's because I've gotten healing. Uh, like a healing obelisk or something that I can, you know, heal myself yeah. every minute or whatever. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's probably my biggest complaint is just the healing stuff feels like completely random. And I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. But uh, yeah, it's I am enjoying it quite a bit. I liked finding the characters that I like. The starter guy is still my favorite, surprisingly. John's good, eh? Yeah, yeah I don't use the shield at all. I, I don't think I've ever click the shield button <laughs> really I, I, I used it quite a bit. i just never parry in any video game i'm it's, it's my undoing <laughs> you don't have to Brute parry force. you can just uh, you can just block well you like know block. I, I mean i block or parry i i don't do it i'm terrible at it in games i just oh, yeah, tank I'm not, everything I'm not, yuck, I'm not yucking your yum i just I'm tank everything yum, you just hit the y button every 10 seconds and it fucking kills everything on screen yeah, yeah. The, the blocking is very useful for some particular bosses sure yeah yeah that, that's yeah i i also found that like how am I supposed to block when there's like 50 enemies and they're all standing in a circle around me? And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever. But getting the abilities where you can like slam the shield into the ground to like stun everyone, uh, mm-hmm. that stuff's really good. Yeah. And I, Every I, character gets like a long list of abilities near the end. Like mm-hmm. so many that I almost forget about some at times. I was like starting to worry I was running out of buttons on the controller. For the <laughs> yeah. Like Jeez. Um, yeah. So I, I will uh, keep playing that. I'm glad it's on Game Pass, on Xbox, not it's on a PC, great, though. great little treat to go back to every now and again. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, and it, um, it scratches that itch, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Not as as amazingly as Dead Cells. Dead Cells also got a big DLC, like, just a, 
couple days ago. Um, that yeah. I should, I should, I really should get back. I should play more Dead Cells one day, but I know I won't because I'm a terrible person. Um, <laughs> I never beat Dead Cells. I never finished. I never was able to kill. That's the final the game boss. is slow and long, dude. It goes on for fucking ever. I know. I love that. I I like when a run is like ninety oh, minutes. The same every time, though. <laughs> uh, that game's so good. Um, well, I, Children of Mortar is the same every time as well. You're running through the same environments many times no, no, and then no. you get enough levels up and then you can push forward a bit more so i paid 10 hours of dead cells and i made it like i've seen like a couple of environments once and i paid 18 hours of children of mortal and i beat the entire game yeah oh well, yeah a, dead cells is definitely thing. slower slower pace for sure um what else let me check my list what else what else what else you play i know that joe played uh Kentucky Route Zero, which you'll probably talk about, and Dreams, yeah. which you'll probably maybe talk about. Well, yes, yes Dreams, I, yes, I will. Dreams for sure. Um, well, I'll just say I really liked KZR Act Five, uh, but I really want to. Now that they've incorporated all of the interludes into the game, I will definitely play through the whole thing over the summer at mm. some point with the interludes because the interludes are apparently quite yeah. vital, and I never saw any of them. Like, oh. Me neither. Yeah, and they're like there's apparently a lot of well, I don't know how substantial they are, but I have heard like there are main characters that are introduced through them that you yeah. So I it just I didn't re- I ignored cool. them because I thought they were just like little uh, interludes that didn't matter. <laughs> but it turns yes, out the interludes uh, do matter, and um, you know, like the most recent one came out in mid 2018, and that's probably what they were working on. Like they were working on the interlude and the final act. So I am really curious to see what those are and what the whole thing is. Uh, and also to not play it over seven years uh, will be yes. interesting. <laughs> that, that, I can't. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, That's crazy I, play that game works for me because like every episode or act rather, I mean, it's so much like a player. They, they call it acts, right? But it's like every act just works as its own thing. And yeah. and I enjoy all of the strange, uh, you know, thoughtful moments in the in each act. And I would play it. I think I played the. I think I started playing in 2014, actually. So it's only been six years. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. But you know, I, I I played the first two acts, and it was like that was great. And then a year and a half or two years later, I played Act Three, and it was like that was amazing. And two years later, I played Act Four, and then. Four years later, I played Act 5 or whatever it is. <laughs> oh my god, I'm even too... It's just, yeah, it's just weird for me to play, you know, through the entire thing in like a couple of days and then just imagine someone else playing it yeah. in chunks across like mm. seven years. Yeah. I, I liked it that like, way. It, it let me uh, digest each of them more, I, I think. And Oh, I could were, definitely play it again. Yeah, it's... it's. Did you guys, uh, did you guys play a mouse and keyboard or controller? I played... On the PC for everything until Act 5, which I plugged into my TV, and they added controller support. So I, I wanted to try that out, and it felt it think, was good on I controller. Think I, I think I played on PC because you just, you just click on stuff. Yeah. Hmm. It works on the mouse and uh, on a key on a controller perfectly as well. Uh, the only I don't thing think you need a keyboard. I think it's just, just it the mouse. It is just mouse. Yeah, it is just mouse, actually. Um, the one thing you lose when you don't play with a mouse is that the movement... Uh, thing is a really nice little it's like a playing horseshoe game you put the stake down like when you click somewhere <laughs> on the screen a stake goes in yeah. the ground and a horseshoe gets tossed you don't get that with yeah, the controller because yeah. it's direct movement unfortunately right but, i played uh, medicine keyboard last time yeah yeah that's what i remember now i remember that uh but they did a good job that animation like 
bundling it all together, the new, like I, I was really glad to see a nice menu with the interludes and the acts and controller support and bring it out on the consoles. It's uh it's, I'm glad that it is more, it sort of got its moment finally after all these years. Uh, I hope, hopefully it, uh, hopefully some people play it that wouldn't have if they weren't, you know, I feel like to, to, to have known what Kentucky Road Zero was in 2013, you would have had to have like seriously had your ear on the ground listening to what mm. video games were doing. Uh, I felt like that was a really, it was like this slow building, like more and more people finally play it and talk about it. But uh, it's good that they finally finished it. Mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing what those two people do next in 2030, whenever they, <laughs> whenever they get done. Uh, They're but, never making a game again, dude. Maybe not, honestly. Like, I don't even know that they're game developers. I, I have no idea. Uh, but I would be surprised if they made anything else. It, After it took them, like, five years to make Act 5 where you're a cat running around. Oh, Act 5 was really good. Uh, Although, the like, the eulogy they have at the end is fucking amazing. Yeah, the whole final scene is so good. Yeah, uh, that, that's the, really great. The, that game is just full of, like, amazing, quiet, little, beautiful moments uh, all mm-hmm. over it. And uh, mm-hmm. really captures a lot of like American spirit, uh, good and bad. Uh, really, yeah, really wonderful, really wonderful little thing. And I, yeah, I look forward to seeing it as a whole and not across uh, nearly a decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's crazy. Um, I, uh, <sighs> oh yeah, I've been playing Ring Fit Adventure playing quote unquote. oh yeah oh hell yeah yeah, yeah i've yeah, done yeah. 14 sessions with ring fit adventure ring fit adventure Damn, is really good. no fuck yeah <laughs> they even say joe are you worried about getting too muscular because you're not going yeah. good don't worry about it because you're not going to from playing this fucking thing uh that was the funniest <laughs> warning I, i've seen in that game it was like worried about getting too swole son don't because you're yeah. not going to get there <laughs> <Yes>. this way <laughs> fuck <laughs> It's like, no, I'm worried about not having a heart attack. Sweating, like, yeah, yeah. I can't sleep. As Ring Fit, uh, as the ring says, your sweat is so shiny and beautiful. Oh, so fucking yeah. weird. Hey. Fucking I love creep. All right, Robert. Hannibal Lecter. Thank you. Fucking mm. weirdo. Uh, yeah, that thing's really good. More, pe- more people should play that because it's good. Okay. I actually was going to buy it, but it was sold out on Amazon. And I was like, ah. Well, ah, interesting, yeah. yeah. It Anything comes and goes on Amazon, I've noticed, so. Those Nintendo <laughs> peripheral-based games, dude. Yeah, they, yeah, they sell. Yeah, they do, and yeah, still uh, sold out. Huh? That's surprising. I I did see them saying that they're going to have um, Nintendo's expecting hardware and even game supply chain issues in by April because of the the virus stuff in China. Ah, oh, yeah. which is interesting. Right. I wonder if that is affected at all. Um, yeah, it's really uh, it's really good. Very impressed by it as a whole. It's uh, yeah. very effective at uh, what it wants to do and is fun and enjoyable. It's got good Nintendo personality. There's, you know, mm. your your ring is in game and he has a f- smiley face on him and talks to you <laughs> and uh, you're fighting a giant swole dragon. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> every, at the end of each world, you have to fight the dragon and he's like, he's like styling on you by doing push-ups in the middle of battle and being like, look how fucking ripped I am, you skinny little <laughs> shit. And, oh uh, my god, I'm getting this game. It's it's very cute and funny, and uh, they keep. Inter- I'm surprised they the maybe the most impressive thing is how much it keeps uh, going. In that there are 
like every, I don't know, every three or four levels you get a new uh, exercise you can do. And you use the exercises to, to combat enemies. But they keep introducing new stuff where it's like, ah, now you can match, color match the color of the exercise to the color of the enemy. And then it's like, and now, the, like, I, they just introduced oh. a skill tree after, like, <laughs> you know, eight hours or whatever. It's been 10, I don't know how long it's been, 14 sessions. And now they're like, here's a skill tree. And it, and apparently there's new game plus and new game plus plus. And Holy shit. So you can just sort of keep going. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like... I want to say it's like way deeper than I thought, but it's actually, it's not, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's, there's enough, there's more to it than you would think while it's also still a really simple, like barely a video game type experience. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. they do a good job of like, of balancing those things. And, uh, it's, it's very enjoyable. It's weird, uh, to say that about a, a game that requires you to be physically active. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it's good. I highly, I, I continue to recommend it to people and think yeah. more people should get it. <clears throat> um, and I don't know. The last thing, maybe, I guess, uh, I beat them. The, there was the big Metro DLC that came out last week. Oh, yes. Um, I finished that as well. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, it was good. I, 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 I quite enjoyed it. It's, it's, yeah. It's pretty much all of Metro in a nutshell. Uh, warts and all. Yeah. You know, there's. I like that. Uh, I like that area. It has some very good hellish moments. Yeah. Oh, those fucking landmines, man! Jesus Christ! <laughs> I uh, ran into yeah. them so many times. I it took me a while to realize how the detector thing on your wrist works. Uh, once I yeah, but it always looks out. like they're further away than they are. True. Like yeah, step- oh. they're really hard to spot on the ground. It, even when yeah. it's even when they're on like flat, barren ground, they're hard to spot. Um, yeah, it's. I like the zone. It's a. It's a flooded city that was flooded yeah, after swampy, the tsunami. Yeah. Uh, there was a tsunami oh, cool. caused by all the nuclear bombs that went off and uh, flooded Vladivostok, I think is the city. And um, it was, it was bigger than I thought it was going to be, which is nice. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the first DLC from last year, which was not very good, was only like 45 minutes. And this one was like six and a half hours, um, mm-hmm. which would make it the biggest uh, of the levels of the like open world levels, I would say. In yeah, terms of in terms of playtime, mainly just because like you're in the whole area and there's you know some linear stuff at the top and bottom of the level, mm-hmm. um, but I it was it's it fits into that form perfectly where it's like it's sort of telling a self-contained story in that zone and there's you know different factions in the zone. There's like a weird faction that like captures the mutants and sells them or something. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're up to. And uh, there's a spooky linear section, you know, where you get to deal with the fucking spiders again. And yeah, this time there's an evil uh, electrical spider, <laughs> which is really fucked up. Um, yeah, and the story is like, like the rest of the Metro stories, there's some interesting stuff in it. And it's sort of weighted down by poor voice acting and voice timings Oof. the timings are yeah. always wow. off where the characters are interrupt like starting their next line before the first person has finished their line um Oof. yeah that that DOC was pr- <clears throat> it was quite janky it was it definitely felt like it needed another couple months of polish i feel like yeah some like the animations in the cutscenes had like no sounds and it just felt really like soft and weird do you know yeah. what i mean though i remember was... the base game having some stuff like that as well where it's like especially mm-hmm. the sound i think i don't know their engine seems not super good at sound for whatever reason uh yeah 
<clears throat> but like the textures, you and I definitely noticed something was up with the textures a lot of the times. Uh, the frame rate was, <laughs> it was making my PC hurt. Uh, I was running Ooh, at like 45 yeah. FPS the entire time. Whereas the base... <laughs> Whereas the base game ran at like 60, no problem. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like they probably shipped it because their um, Epic Games deal ended a few days ago. And so they put it out on Steam a few days ago. So they probably wanted to line everything up so that everything right. hits at the same time. Okay, probably, makes sense. Probably could have used another month or two of polish. But uh, yeah, it'll get there. It'll get there. You know, they'll patch it. Um yeah, I, I was very pleasantly surprised by it and quite Me enjoyed too. it. I liked it. And I like yeah. the setup for potential sequel stuff in that in that game. Both, spoilers, uh, there are two endings. Both endings result in you, the you're playing as an American fellow um, from your mm. crew because the main guy, the main character's story, uh, Archim, is over, I would say. Metro Exodus like, yeah. ends his story quite nicely, actually. Yeah, it's nice <clears throat> and um, so this I feel like is setting up for a new character to play as for sequels, and he's an American, and uh, wanting to go back to America, Ooh. and uh, the both endings for the DLC result in him making it back to America, um, making it back to San Francisco, and it's all destroyed, and I think that would be I would be very curious to see a Metro game set in America. I would be. Mm-hmm. Curious if it loses all of its charm by going outside of Russia, first of all. And I would also be curious to see what their interpretation of America would look like. But I think mm. a huge part of the appeal of Metro is the like oppressive, miserable Russianness of it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. And that applies even just to like the aesthetics, you know, of the city yeah. designs in Russia, the sort of Soviet yep. era city design and like yeah. the, the Cyrillic language everywhere, you know? And so I would be, I would like to There's see the density. Them. I feel that'd be lost if they went to America. <clears throat> Sorry. To yeah. You. Yeah. I, I would, you know, they know, that part of the world, right? They're Ukrainian, yeah. I think, the developers. And and you, I know there's a couple of dev diaries where they show, like, parts of Ukraine where you're just like, fuck, uh, this looks like Metro, um, and it's <laughs> 2020 in the real world. And, yeah, I would be... I, I That's why I say I would be very curious to see what an America Metro would be like. Uh, I don't know if it would work. Maybe it would. Uh... It would be an interesting experiment for sure, and I. But I do feel like that is what they were setting up is sequel, sequel setup because you can't make another game with Archim as the main character. Um, mm-hmm. Going to America, yeah, you know, you could do a lot of interesting things with that. But at the same time, I feel like a post-apocalyptic San Francisco has been done three billion times. You know, uh, whereas yeah. post-apocalyptic Moscow hasn't that still feels pretty mm. unique to metro so yeah we'll, we'll see i will say having thought about exodus a little bit i think my biggest disappointment with exodus and the dlcs is that they pretty much steered away from all of the interesting sort of paranatural stuff of the first two games is all or supernatural stuff is all sort of gone from exodus which is too bad uh that was just a mm. thought i had yeah. the other night there's a little section more about the in people. exodus there's a few little hints of it in Exodus, but it was very heavy in the first yes, two games. Yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. You know, there's the weird electrical eh. orb thing that spawns in at night, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. I was I liked it was nice to play a uh 
a video game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how I felt when I was young. <coughs> it feels like a product. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, there's a bunch of other shit that I don't feel like talking about. Uh, so, <laughs> right. go, go ahead, someone else. Take it away. Joe Man. You want me to go? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, may as well. Um. Oh, I yeah, we've also been playing Minecraft. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I felt like, I felt like Windows. No, no, we'll I say that for bad Minecraft. I don't know. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, yeah, we played a bunch of shit. <coughs> uh, probably not going to go into it because I, I kind of use Discord to like give my feelings of replaying stuff. Oh, yeah. You've been re- to oh, air it out. Replayed Portal 2, <coughs> Doom, <sighs> Bioshock Infinite, and GTA Five. So all the best video games. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And Are I'm they not all very still good? good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh. Portal Two is phenomenon. Phenomenal. Well, yeah. Sorry, it's a phenomenon. <laughs> uh, Doom <laughs> is amazing. Hmm. I, I think the only takeaway from Doom is um, I I really like playing Doom. Unsurprisingly, going as fast as I fucking can. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a couple of gameplay elements in Doom which are not built around that. There's kind of exploring the map in detail, looking for secrets. And there's also the weapon mastery system, which involves you yeah, kind of not slowing down, but just you have to think about how you're approaching combat because you have specific things to accomplish. And you're not likely to unlock weapon masteries by just randomly playing how you want. And th- that didn't really suit the way I play. Uh, I just don't ever <laughs> want to slow down in Doom. So I kind of hope in Doom Eternal there isn't progression built around, you know, exploring this map and every nook and cranny and doing very specific mm. things in combat just because it's not how I like to play. Interesting. Uh, obviously, you don't have to play that way, and I didn't. I went as fast as I can. But it's just, you know, blocking stuff behind a play style is just something that I would rather... You know, you can always put, like, achievements and things and secrets and trophies behind uh, doing stuff like that instead of being like, you can't use this ultra version of the gun because you didn't, you know, accomplish this one thing. I suspect not, Doom Eternal like, is leaning heavily into that stuff. Oh, cool. <laughs> into, into, like, forcing you into playing outside of your rhythm, I think. I don't know, well, just, I just based on what I've heard. do that, just because <clears throat> it doesn't feel good to me. I, I did try it. I can't remember which one specifically I was going for, but I was looking through the menu, and it was like, uh, maybe kill like three people with one gorse cannon blast or whatever it's called in the game. Oh yeah, I did that. And, one. I like that. And I like tried <laughs> slowly to like line up some enemies, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like I don't like thinking about what I'm doing in combat. I just want to go, go, go. So I just gave up on doing it. Yeah. And yeah, it just I, you know, it's a PC game. I could just cheat myself in all the stuff, but uh, just couldn't be bothered, and it felt bad to not get to toy around with some of the cooler, you know, versions of the weapons just because I was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apart from that, it's just one of the best playing shoes ever made. It, it's just so good. I think I cleaned it out up in like three sessions. Mm. Uh, damn good game. And I cannot wait for Eternal. You're going to hate it. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, what else was on that list? GTA 5? GTA 5 uh, is... Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go into GTA 5, except I'm going to say that uh, Stephen Ogg's performance of Trevor has will, will forever stand the test of time. <laughs> Uh, it's been seven rude. years, and no one's really come close to it, in my opinion, in video games. And I feel like when it comes to psychos, there's just like this lame Far Cry formula that people Ugh. go through with... Well, everyone loves that, uh, what's the definition of insanity? It's yeah. doing things more than twice. To be <laughs> fair, good performance. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, man, Michael Mando like has a, some, some energy to him. Uh, yeah. 
But so I feel like yeah. that it's like very Joker-esque. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. People, oh, yeah. And just no one's going to come close yeah. to some of the... I don't know how Rockstar get these performances out of people. Uh, they're just incredible. Uh, yeah. Michael and Franklin are both fantastic as well. Uh, the highlight of the game. Uh, there's definitely some repetition in the mission uh, designs. Mm. And wow, can that game be a little bit weirdly restrictive about what you can do when approaching a mission. I think I told you guys on Discord there was yeah. one mission I failed because I bought an assault rifle instead of a shotgun. And it had yeah. like, it was yeah. like, you failed. Franklin I mean, didn't Dead, pick up a shotgun. Red Dead I was, like, was what? the exact same, right? Uh, and there's a, but there's a yeah. few great moments in GTA V where it, it, it is looser. Hmm. And your objective is basically like, uh, escape the airbase. And it doesn't say how. It doesn't say get in a plane. It doesn't say get in, you know, get back in your car. It just lets you do it. Hmm. And unsurprisingly, they're the best parts in the game where you kind of make up your own route and you figure out how you want to approach it. And yeah, I just, it's good. Yeah. I'm not going to go into deep review of a seven-year-old game which everyone in the world has played, but GTA V, it still stands the test of time. Just hope that Rockstar's, yeah, some of their design could do with some innovations going forward, but yeah. I don't think we have to worry about that, that for a few yeah. years. Stephen Ogg and Michael Mando, fun fact, both of them are on Better Call Saul. <laughs> yes, I saw Stephen Ogg. Yeah, Stephen Ogg confronts Mike in a scene. That was pretty good. That's Michael great. Mando, though, is a main character on Better Call Saul, and he's uh, oh. yeah, that man has some manic energy to him for sure. He's a, he's a very good, very ta- both of them are very talented actors. Was both he of them um, have in season a, one? What's that? Was he in se- season one? Michael I've Mando, seen season one. Uh, maybe not. I'm just wondering if I didn't recognize him. You might not have, yeah. But he's no, he might not have been season one. He might have been season two that he showed up. But he's like a main character on that show, and uh, yeah, both, yeah, good. Stephen Ogg especially, that man has got some crazy shit inside of him. <laughs> God, he's just <clears throat> incredible. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock Infinite was a really great replay. I kind of went through it with you guys on Discord. Uh, mm. But wow, I did not expect that game to have aged so well. And I think when you just go with that kind of clean, cartoon-ish yeah. uh, graphical style, it just ages so fantastically. That game... You could convince me that game came out this year and it was, you know, just by a, by a smaller group of people who were going for something and it just looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, it plays so well on PC, like on c- controller. I never really engaged in combat with on the sky rails. I used them for transport and, you know, I just wasn't very good. I couldn't hit people while on the move, but mm-hmm. it really brings this fun dynamic to combat when you're playing on PC and you're s- punching someone in the face on the sky rail, jumping off the sky mm. rail and hitting someone and also... Uh, managing to kill people while riding around on it. It's its just great. Definitely the best replay of a game I've ever done. I think wow. that most replays I do are like for nostalgia <clears throat> and reminding yourself what you enjoyed about the game. Uh, this mm. was improving on my original experience by a lot. Uh, Hell you know, yeah. You know, 360, 720p, probably 30 frames on a controller. Yeah. Yeah, uh, stretched yeah. out on a 32-inch TV. <coughs> yeah, it's a it's a vastly At four upgraded. In the morning, ripped high on fucking <laughs> yeah. Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's just not it was, like ideal experience. Yeah, it was crazy improved this time around, and I I was expecting not to enjoy it because I'd seen some uh, <laughs> articles and discussions going around of people saying that the game hadn't aged very well. Um, people I, are, people I don't, are boring. Yeah, I don't know what their problem was. I think it's aged really well i think, I think the story it's a, is still fun yeah i think it's more of like some of the story stuff if you if you 
you know, look at it through certain analytical yeah. sort of perspectives. Yeah. Uh, like, okay. The part about Elizabeth's mum is very strange. I still don't really understand what the hell was going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but apart from that, I think there's a little bit of weighted potential with some of Elizabeth's abilities to open up new dimensions. Maybe it was a technology thing because yeah. the scenes where she does mess around with her powers uh, are really, really exciting. The best part of the game is when you're actually jumping between different realities just because you're trying to like get some guns for, uh, I can't remember the name, I think for, for uh, Daisy Fitzroy, you're just trying to get her some weapons. Mm-hmm. So, and you're not getting anything done, so you're like, fuck it, let's just go into a different reality and hope that this one's better. And that part of the game is really fun. And yeah, game like sci-fi games just don't really mess around with interdimensional stuff. And it's such a fun sci-fi concept. Even movies and TV seem to be a bit wary about it. Like we have Fringe for television oh, fringe. shows. Uh, and like, apart from that, I can't really think about like dimension hopping in sci-fi. It's strange. Like t- people love time travel, but... Yeah, time travel to, like, is still the the one, really. Yeah. Like, that comes up a lot. There's not a lot of multidimensional stuff. It's too... too People are too dumb to understand that stuff. That's why they don't that do don't it. Like Some time travel stuff is so complicated. But anyway, yeah. It's true, you're Infinite's, right. <laughs> Infinite's a fantastic replay. It's yeah. got some weird stuff. Mm. I think the handyman suck in comparison to the big daddies. Yeah. And I don't know why mm. you can only use two guns when in the other games you can hold your entire library of weapons in your pocket. And that makes combat more fun, in my opinion. Yeah. And having to look around for, oh, I've dropped my rocket launcher and I've only got a sniper and a shot. Anyway, uh, Partial Infinite was a really surprising replay. If you think about it, it makes sense that the handyman suck compared to the big daddies. Oh, it's, right. It's uh, it's actually meant in the context it's a of the world. copycat of the... Of the it's <laughs> yeah, a, but there's a, something fun about um, yeah. seeing a big daddy and planning your approach before you aggro them. Yeah. Whereas the handyman are just like on you like a bad rash the second they see well, you. Well, the big daddy is also such like an amazing character design as well. Yeah. Uh, God. Yeah. I was going to say, I... I also, when I replayed Bioshock Infinite for the first time, it was also <laughs> like a really amazing replay of the game. And I actually think I enjoyed it even more when replaying hey, it, but nice. mainly because of like the story. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff that they've put in that you don't pick up on the first time. And when I say replay, I mean like I replayed it, you know, three days after release. <clears throat> <laughs> Because I beat yeah. that game the day it came out <laughs> at 4 a.m. Yeah. I finished it. I played it in I two sittings. Uh, and so, insane. you know, then that weekend I replayed it slowly and more more absorbing everything. And uh, just from the very opening of that game, like the the choir is all singing like uh, they're singing Will the Circle Be Unbroken, which is like, ah, ah, I see. Because it's a time travel or, a, you know, a multidimensional mm. circle. Like there's just lots of stuff like that that you pick up yeah. on when you know what the story is, which I always enjoy. I always like, uh, I like rewatching something or replaying something uh, and seeing the seeds being placed throughout more obviously. Uh, like when yeah. I rewatched Parasite, it was like, ah, this little scene at the beginning of the movie where, where the family talked to the pizza delivery lady is actually vital. It's an incredibly important scene that you would never pick up on. Oh. When you watch it the first oh, I'm time. seeing it again tomorrow. So I will look out for that. Well, I thought so. I you know, or just like you guys are saying. the way the the framing of things is like ah, ah you guys know nice. what you're doing, <laughs> uh, which is I always like that stuff. Let's but. talk about um, something very important. Okay. Let's talk about Viva Pinata. Oh, finally! Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> this was going to be a snoozer podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, Viva Pinata <laughs> is. 
it, it's like there's so much potential in this game. There mm. are some real things that hold that game back. Uh, I think because of the technology at the time, that game does not let you put a lot in your garden before it starts telling you to take stuff out of it. Like, it's uh. crazy. Like, the graphical limitations of the memory limitations yeah. of the old Xbox. Like, Jesus Christ. Half of my garden is empty half the time. It's like, oh, we've got no more space. It's like, are you fucking kidding me, game? There's nothing in here. And, yeah, and But apart from that, uh, it was a really nice revisit. I didn't end up... Oh, my gosh. Like, well, sorry, I was just like I was trying to think like how much RAM did the Xbox 360 have? Right, 512 megabytes. Hell wow. Yeah, okay. Wow, we've come a long ways in 12 years, huh? Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Uh, that game sorry. could really do with a fresh coat of paint. I think people would really connect with it because this was before. I feel like the Stardew Valley uh, game had a bit of a you know it revives this like weird Animal Crossing gardening subgenre. And yeah. now you see all these indie games popping up all the time. Like, what's the my name is what's Porsche. the base game that it's that Stardew was copying? Uh, what's um, oh I, I don't know actually. Oh god, base game. Uh, go ahead, keep talking. Yeah, it's just Sorry. I don't like in the era of uh, FPS games that was you know the 360 and the PS3 and it was just Halo and Call of Duty. I have no Harvest idea Moon. how they... Oh, Harvest Moon. Right, right, right. There we go. Sorry. I have no idea how they got away with making two of these games. Yeah. Like, there's so little gameplay in Viva Piñata that sometimes you don't even need to play the game. You just put the <laughs> controller down and you're like, well, I can't do anything until the lion appears again, so I'm just going to put the controller <laughs> down. And how they got away with making this game and I guess selling enough to make two of them is it just 2006, crazy. man. It was a wild time. It, yeah. Viva Piñata is a great, great concept. Uh, mm. There's something so simplistic about having this very small box of space <clears> that you are trying to constantly, efficiently tune so you get the animals you want and they they balance the game so that you could you can never have your garden in a position where like every animal is just going to be coming in you always have to be changing things they you know they make it so that the garden has to be 50% water if you want the yeti but it needs to be like 50% sand for the camel or 50% long grass for these things so you're constantly like chopping down and changing your garden non-stop and i you know i had this like stupid checklist of things and you're trying to meet other animals or whatever you call them piñatas needs and it's such a simplistic and charming formula uh very easygoing game great with a podcast i love the graphical style and it has like a quirky sense of humor to it like the shopkeeper is called cost a lot and she's just always trying to scam you out your money and she's just always just asking to buy more stuff it's just got rares always just got good charm i like their spirit mm. here's my uh, proposal to bring back viva piñata and to save another video game Put mm -hmm. Viva Pinata in Sea of Thieves. <laughs> you go to an like, island. Oh. You go to a magical island, and there's a Flutterscotch there, or whatever the fuck it's called. And that's yeah. And so you begin managing your little pirate Viva Pinata island. Viva Pinata is a that. neglected IP, and yeah. I really feel like there's a bigger audience than there was at the time for this type of content. Uh, and it should come back. No limitations. You know, make the gameplay a bit more engaging when it comes to. I don't know, waiting between things to happen. And the end game is a bit lame because you're just kind of... It gets to the point where you just need other piñatas to make other piñatas arrive. And it's just like the gardening aspect kind of fades away where you're not, like, you know, changing your garden to make piñatas. You're just, like, buying other piñatas or waiting for other piñatas. And, like, some of them you need, like, seven of the deer to make one lion appear. 
and because of the lack of memory, they take up a big <laughs> chunk of what you can do, and it's just, it just gets a bit, like, the pacing gets weird at the end, so I just kind of, I moved on. I got my nostalgia kick yeah. from enjoying Viva Pinata back in the day, uh, and I would love, love to see that to be resurrected in the future. That it was a one, really fun revisit. Like that one-two punch like of Viva Pinata and Nuts and Bolts. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, yeah. Boy. I feel like since Minecraft also owns Mojang, I feel like Viva Pinata is dead forever. Yeah. Microsoft owns them, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, Rare, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Rare is also, <laughs> you know, fucking uh, making Sea of Thieves PvP expansions for Hell all eternity yeah, for baby. some reason. The way that game's meant to be played is by <gasps> well, combating other people. They did uh, release a trailer for whatever their next thing is called. Uh, yeah. yeah. Everwild? It's probably a BR. <laughs> no, it's just full <laughs> of animals in the trailer. More like a BR. That's <laughs> 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 a little... It's a little oh. nautical humor for you. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Being a little naughty. The tragedy is that, like, uh, I bet none of those people are still at Rare. None of the geniuses. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's probably, like... making ukulele, yeah. too. Because Rare, like, after Nuts and Bolts Bond, they were, like, forced to make shitty Connect and Avatar things for, like, six years. Mm-hmm. A real, real tragedy. Yeah, mm. that's a real shame. There is a um, just think, Joe. There is a universe out there somewhere in the in the great multiverse where <laughs> yeah. Viva Pinata and Nuts and Bolts were the hottest thing ever, <laughs> and there are like fifteen amazing sequels to those. Things. <laughs> yeah, they exist that would be somewhere. A beautiful out there. timeline, and I want to <laughs> be in it. Um, I'm going to speed list off some indie stuff very okay. quickly. Yeah, uh, I played a game called Superliminal, which is like oh, yeah. a Portal Stanley Parable inspired puzzle game. So which we- had a lot of perspective um, oh, okay. um, potential. That was a slip of the tongue there. Uh, but squanders it by only being two hours long. Uh, it feels uh, almost like a demo reel for puzzle concepts. Uh, and all of the puzzle concepts are annoyingly good. And every little... It almost feels like, like a series of vignettes of, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you could play a bunch of these puzzles in this <laughs> format? And I'm like, yes, it would be. And then the credits roll. It's like, oh, ah. guess I'm not. Guess I'm not. So uh, hmm. I would 100% recommend Superliminal if it comes to Game Pass. You can beat it Great. in two hours, and it's a really wild and trippy experience. But man, good that enough. would have been good if it was a game. <laughs> uh, I played The Tourist, which was t- uh, graphically oh, yeah. really cool, uh, but immensely simplistic in its gameplay loop. Mainly like going between okay. people, and they're like, I need this thing. You go get that thing, and then you give it to the person... And then they're like, you can have this thing. And you're like, oh, this person needs that thing. And that loop kind of just continues. Oh and it has some like minor Ooh. Zelda dungeons with like really terrible <laughs> platforming. Uh, did you guys ever play? There's, there was this format of Flash games. This is real. Like a, this is, like, is going to be a boomer reference here. There was these, <laughs> there's like a genre of Flash games back in the day, which were just like that, where you would be in a village and it was like a Metroidvania, and all you really did is talk to characters, and you were just solving their menial problems in a yeah. variety of orders. Sure. Order. There's a game that came out a couple of years ago called Fear West of Loathing. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's exactly like those yeah. old school Flash yeah, games yeah, yeah. where there's like three three menu, or three or dialogue options that are very specific mm-hmm. and weird, and you have to have like know things to... Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a long chain of fetch quests. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's like most uh, that's... video games nowadays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that was the tourist. Um, not good gameplay, but uh, really fantastic. God, the art was so Aesthetics. good, man. Game looks great. Uh, I didn't mind playing through it, but I mostly did it because I was streaming it. If I wasn't, I probably wouldn't. 
have mm. um, continued with it. And last on the indie quick list is I finally tried My Name is Pedro. Oh, yeah, I've tried oh, that cool. as well. Uh, I didn't like it. No. Uh, I didn't think oh. this game felt good at all. I was kind yeah. of really shocked by how shit it felt. Yeah. Was it too floaty or something? So the problem is there's no accuracy with the controls. You kind of aim for someone's face and it like spreads around them. And enemies are quite spongy, which I think yeah. is the major problem I have. Because I feel like this entire sub-genre of games has come from Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I played one last year, I think I talked about briefly, called like Hong Kong Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Which was a yeah. complete like John Woo plus Hotline Miami ripoff. Uh, which I liked much better than My Name is Pedro. And there's been a few more. There's like one with a katana, which I've had on my Steam wish list, which people seem to like. But I feel like the whole zero emphasis... Katana. Or Katana Zero. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah. But I feel like the emphasis on the genre is it's like a mix, mix between like feeling like John Wick and also a minor strategy. You like look around the room and you think, all right, this yeah. guy's here, this guy's here, and you go bang, 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 and you feel like yeah. a badass. Yeah. And My Name is yeah. Pedro, you didn't feel like a badass. It included the skill of like locking onto one person and being able to aim at the other person. And I'd be like, oh shit, this this is going to be satisfying. And you like fly in the room and you're just spraying and spraying and spraying, and they're just not dead. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. this is just not satisfying. It's really strange. If they had just added more enemies and made it one hit kill, that game would have been awesome. It would have been the really. The game satisfying. also kind of felt like it was underwater all the time to me. Yeah. Um, Oh, weird, like, isometric, dramatic camera. No, 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 no. I mean, like, in the controls. Like, it was very floaty. I I didn't Mm -hmm. like the way it felt. Okay, very viscous. That game had an amazing trailer. Yes. (laughs) And that's about it. Uh, And in the one hour I played, the environments just, like, they weren't really set up to make it fun. Yeah. Like, diving in slow motion and shooting was 90% of what I played. And then they had, like, the one setup that you see in the trailer where you kick a pan and you reflect off the pan. They're very, like, scripted setups where... There's only one thing you're ever gonna do. Like, oh, there's a gas can above here, and four people below. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it down, and yeah, I, yeah. Uh, that w- that one sucks for me because I bought a bunch of games <laughs> on a on a sale, and then they all came on Game Pass, and I managed to refund all of them except for My Name Is Pedro. I hadn't played it, but it just been in my library for too long, and ah. I was denied a refund. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I paid for that, and it sucked. <laughs> so that's so sorry. What you get for buying video games in 2020. Yeah? Just wait for Game Pass. Never, yeah. never pay for games. Um, so let's talk about actual games I played. Uh, I will just quickly talk about Kentucky Route Zero because uh, I don't know if you can really fully review that game. It's more, does this resonate with you? Yeah. And I would say most of it did. Mm. Uh, I got nothing out of Act 1, maybe because I just hadn't settled into the style and it was about an hour long. Mm. And I almost didn't go back. Uh, but then I played Act 2 and 3, and I really liked Act 2 and 3. Uh, yeah, definitely I would say my those are favorite the chunk. Yeah. Those chapters are amazing. Act 3 I absolutely especially. adored Woo. them. I love its strange, dreamy world. Uh, and I really love that it's almost... I feel like Act 2 and 3, and some are 4, is like this strange... Um, God, how do I... It's like, it's like a strange like utilitarian... Uh, not not cap like corporate oh, mission yeah. where it's like mocking how many loopholes not loopholes uh, how many hoops you have to jump through to do menial basic tasks nowadays within like these big organizations yeah. and you know the whole thing that is game this poor is guy. extremely about like bureaucracy and capitalism yes. <laughs> yeah this poor guy is just trying to make a delivery and it takes you like seven <laughs> hours of in-game stuff yeah 
Uh, and there's just some amazing dreamlike moments in it. I think I talked to you guys specifically about the one where uh, the strange skeleton people take you in and just oh. they start talking to you as if you work there. And it really gave me a, a horrible feeling of anxiety because I think I explained to you guys it's very similar to a nightmare. I have all the time where I'm back at my <laughs> yeah. old job at a supermarket. And yeah. it's just yeah. like that. Because in my nightmare, I go into it. It's, the brand is called Tesco's. Any British people, any British people listening yeah. will know Tesco's. Mm. And I go in there to the te- my local one and they like they don't ask questions. They go, Joe, we need you on till seven. And I just go to till seven. <laughs> and I start working again. And that's yeah. what happens in Kentucky Route Zero, the end of act three. And I think I praised, um, what was that game? Oh, I feel Edith really bad. Finch. Edith Finch. I, I really, really love when video games accurately portray not specifically dreams, just more, more like feelings and emotions that I can relate to that yeah. no other medium has successfully done. And it was just really great playing a scene in Kentucky Route Zero, which gave me genuine anxiety because it's similar to an, a reoccurring nightmare I have. It was such a, <laughs> a funny moment. I have a question. Uh, uh, yeah, go the ahead. lead up to that scene is the, like, you're sort of in the caves, right? The sort of lead, like you, is that, that's act three, right? Where you sort of go later on that you're in this cave system and there's like talking about the like shadow people or something. I think that's, oh, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. afterwards. Any, anyways, what? That part was I'm like, sure was that part really three. fucking creepy? <laughs> yeah. I remember that part, like, surprisingly freaking me out. I don't I'm know. I'm just trying it, to remember. We're... There's a part in Act 4 where you're on that computer and you're playing this, like, game and it's no, reenacting people being stuck act... in a cave system. I'm pretty three. sure that's in also an Act 3. I, like, it's the lead up to that. Might and then it three. reveals you, and then the reveal is that there's, like, this underground, you know, corporate complex and it's just people working and they're all just normal yeah. workers. But the lead up to that, I remember being really surprisingly spooky. Uh, That's, but, yeah, this, the game is it's just got a great yeah. sense of style to it. I the feel song like, in Act 3 is like an all-time great moment in video oh, yeah. games for me. It's I feel in, like, in, yeah, incredible. Sometimes I feel like dream-like stuff can follow a little bit of a formula. Yeah. Or try and you know, play the same cards. And this felt very unique. Uh, I really, really love the aesthetic of all these giant uh, workplaces, buildings, office spaces being kind of open air and outside with no walls. I just <laughs> yeah. love that design. I thought it was so weird and amazing. And like the first time in Act mm. 2, where you walk up to this giant like stone desk and it's just outside. And it, I'm just like, where the, where the hell am I? And there's mm-hmm. that <laughs> the elevator floor, which is just bears. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's oh, great. Oh, man, that was it's, so good. It's, just, it's amazing, that game. Uh, I didn't connect with Act 4 as much, but I still really enjoyed it. Uh, and Act 5 was just, I think... I maybe expected a bit more because it was the end of the thing and there was a large gap between Act 4 and 5. Um, I think if Act 5 had you know, been Act 2 or 3, I would have really enjoyed it. I think my expectations were maybe a little bit in the wrong place. Um, now I'm kind of over that, had a bit of time to dwell, dwell on it. I, uh, I, liked act, I like Act 5. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's a it's, good act. Yeah. I don't know why I was I was maybe expecting something finalatic. Is that a word? To kind uh, yeah, of yeah, you know, I I would say that that felt more like a finale to me than I expected it. Almost okay. Uh, I don't know. Very reflective that final act. It's it's more like Act Four is the finale, and Act Five is like the epilogue, uh, the the denouement, mm. as they say, Ooh. where the, the you know oh. the the return to normal, the sort of everyone going back to what they were doing prior to the climax, the right? Afterglow. Um, yeah. Yeah, a little Although, more of an um, epilogue, I suppose. Yeah. One thing I really hate about it is a certain character isn't in it. 
because he <laughs> he's off he's off working at Tesco's and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I could. I, yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to replaying it all because. But at the end of, of Act 4, he gets on a boat to go to work, and that's yeah. it. He's, he's just gone. That's what I thought, yeah. I couldn't I remember. It. I was like, "Where? what happened? Uh, it's like my nightmare. What happened to the Forever. dog? I don't remember what happened to the dog, either. I think he just went with him. Blue? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he just went blue? on the boat with him. Yeah, I think so. Blue with the hat. Okay, okay good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. That's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's, that's all I have to say. It's kind of most of the stuff I've been playing, which is not a lot, but it's been it's been fun to break a bad habit of mine, which is to be stubborn with game replays. Yeah. You know hmm. what I'm like? I'm like, oh, there's always new games to play. Why would I play something I've already played? But <laughs> guess what, now, Joe? Sucker. There isn't anything to play. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I've got I've got some real value out of replaying some of these games, especially yeah. Bioshock mm-hmm. Infinite. So um, you know, I'm not gonna rush into it now, but the longer I wait, the more it's gonna be fun to go back to some Ooh. of these games that I've really enjoyed in the past. I have a question. But mm. is there okay, any plans ahead. from either of you to replay The Last of Us before the sequel comes out? Because I, I have replayed that game several times. Is that a yes? I, I plan on it. Yes, I have never replayed it. I would I have it highly on recommend playing it on a higher difficulty. Mm, okay, definitely it's stressful because it it really because what I replayed that for the on the when I replayed it on hard, I think I replayed that game twice. I you know the second time was a couple of years ago for the Facebook thing. I think I've replayed it, you know, like a year or two years later after after it originally released. And I played it not on the art, ultra hard difficulty, but like the one notch below that. Um, and it really like makes everything gel together like mm-hmm. super, super well, where every encounter is like maximum stress. Every bullet you find matters. It really like makes it feel like a survival horror game. Uh, All right. I will. I'll probably play two on a higher difficulty when like from the get go, I think. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just to like better engage with the survival horror aspects. Uh, anyways, that was mm. just a. I was thinking about that recently. I was wondering. Yeah, no, no, I was just mm. gonna replay. Yeah, step that. all over my toes, dude. That's fine. <laughs> I got one last thing, mm. and you probably know what it is. It is dreams. Hell yeah, dreams, baby. So, uh, so I played the main dream by Media Molecule uh, last night and today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Arts Something. I can't remember what Arts it's Dream. called. Arts Dream. Uh, I think it's about two hours long. Yeah. I, I think finished. that is maybe the most magical thing I've played in the last year. It's really good. <laughs> I thought it was All fucking right. outstanding. It's really I good. I'll play, that, I'll play that tonight. I'll play that tonight. Yeah. Oh my it's, God, it's so, so good. Yeah. Nice. It actually That's reminded phenomenal. me a lot of um, Edith Finch in a way. Mm, yeah. And that it's sort of a... Uh, a guy sort of delving, especially especially the 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 Edith Finch game the where where the uh, you know with the fish, uh, mm-hmm. where he's sort of like de- it's a guy who's like depressed and yeah. unhappy with himself and his creativity, and he's like devolving back into his dream dream creations. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it reminded me of that a little bit. Uh, and yes, it's very good. Man, I. I just love the opening three hours of Dreams. I think they're an insanely talented and smart company because not only do they Mm -hmm. just give you the tools to, you know, make whatever you want to make, but they're also smart enough to realize that most people are just quite lazy Mm -hmm. and they know that the game can't work if the creation economy is unbalanced and more people are just playing than making. They know that, you know, this stuff's Mm going to run out. So the entire, like, opening portion of dreams from art stream and the little intro section 
is so like carefully and nicely uh, like narrated and and just yeah. aimed towards encouraging you that no matter how many like roadblocks get in your way, no matter how much of a cynic you are about your own abilities, uh, just just go for it. Like you can yeah. do. It. It's so heartwarming, yeah. and I just love that they thought about people not believing in themselves and they cared enough to make like three hours of content just telling people that you can make stuff if you really try. And it's (laughs) beautiful. Mm. Like I didn't expect the main dream that they put in to be like kind of dark. I thought it was going to be childish. You know, I thought it was like a kid. Yeah, I heard that. I thought it was like a kid's game. But there's like cursing in it. He says shit in there and I was Yeah, there's like themes of depression. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, just losing faith in yourself. And it's all about breaking through that and this like glorious Pixar-like adventure. It, the opening three hours is magical, uh, and I've I've only done like a, a couple of hours of exploring some of the like top-rated dreams, but it's going great so far. Uh, I'm just I want to <laughs> specifically commend Media Molecules creations in that game. Uh, obviously, looking forward to seeing what the community does, uh, and I would love to see Media maybe put out a dream a year. I don't know if they plan on doing another one. But, there wow. are other games that they have made. They updated their Made by Media Molecule list, and there are yes, new I think there's creations a few there. I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't looked at those yet. But uh, more like you know, a two-hour, full yeah, a experience. more complete, a more complete thing instead of like a because you know game, yeah. we talked about the concept of when that will finally happen because we've yes. just played little works in progress <laughs> and to see mm. a fully realized game inside Dreams and wow, did they do an amazing job! Like obviously, they're the guys who uh, made the game. They're going to be very versatile in the tools. Yeah. Uh, but fucking hell, that ge- that game is amazing. It's like visually yeah. gorgeous. It sounds amazing. Uh, it's got a great mm-hmm. style. Lots of like well, small gameplay. a bunch gameplay. of different styles as well. Yeah, like, like gameplay the, novelties to keep things varied. It's, it's really good. The friggin' techno like LED uh, platforming sections look the art in that is so good. Yeah. With the with the little ball and then eventually the little elephant guy. Uh, that yeah. those seg- segments look amazing. They're so mm-hmm. cool looking. Uh, and so to know that it's that game. To, to know that it's all made in dreams uh, is really. Yeah. You can look through all of the, uh, you know, click the little roadmap button to see how many individual scenes they are mm-hmm. to make the whole game. And there's like there's like a hundred of them. Uh, that they load between and it, yeah, it's nice to finally see a like fully complete thought of a of an experience yes. where it's like it's two hours long. It's not. I mean, there are complete thoughts in dreams already, yeah. but they're short. They're small. Mm-hmm. But this is yeah, two hours. Every scene is completely unique, uh, with completely unique art assets and styles and music and good voice acting and everything and uh, songs mm. oh my and God, songs, songs the mu- the songs are pretty good yeah they're great the friggin uh oh god the yeah there it was the was password really song the password one was amazing i was just gonna say the password one was really good where they crib a bit of uh bohemian like, rhapsody yeah. music video stuff in there and <laughs> it's really good uh yeah uh, obviously we'll talk about dreams in the future maybe discuss yeah. some dreams that we found but uh, just specifically mm. wanted to, uh, you know, commend the OGs. Not only have they made, you know, a, a tool that, you know, any normie can use to create any game they want. Uh, they they just like they went through the extra effort of, you know, patting you on the back and telling you that you, you can do it yeah. in like a really abstract way. And I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, uh, I agree. It was so great. I absolutely adored it. I did not expect uh, to be smiling so much as I went through Art Stream. It yeah. was phenomenal. It was very, very impressive. Yeah. 
Uh, obviously, talk about dreams I mean, more in the future. But apart from yeah. that, that's pretty much Hell it. Yeah, I played jazz punk last night in dreams. Oh, I love. Oh, oh, interesting. It was jazz punk's great. Really, it was a really solid jazz punk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <that> game. <laughs> dreams is good. Dreams is good. Looking forward to getting into dreams. I just thought of the first dream. I think I'm going to try to make. Yeah. After this. So oh yeah, I forgot to say. Sorry to interrupt, Ben, but I just wanted to say that they were successful. Uh, and I feel inspired. And I'm going to go back to my yeah. first dream because it was a bit of a cluttered mess because I had very limited tools. And I want to finish that. I want to make it like a complete thing, maybe with like an intro and outro cutscene, maybe some mm, more like gameplay nice. elements instead of just walking through it. Uh, maybe try and figure out gravity for like my little spaceman. And yeah, I want to I finish that. I feel inspired. They have successfully accomplished their mission. Good job. Media oh, molecule. Yeah. God, they're good. Yeah. Um... Ben... Ben played a few hours of Mario Odyssey. Oh, one afternoon, yeah, uh, jumped in. Uh, just went in, tried to clean up a couple of moons. Like, got a guide and put a podcast on. Yeah. And, uh, found about twenty or so, and only seven hundred more to go. Right? <laughs> yeah, that brought me up to five eighty. Wow. Yeah. So I I five. Yeah. I have. Yeah, I can't remember. But, uh, How many moons are in that game again? Do you remember? A thousand. A thousand. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Nine hundred ninety-nine. Isn't it like a thousand and one or something? Because you, when you get a thousand, you unlock something else. I don't know. Jesus. I don't know. A dude. thousand, a thousand moons. So I, uh, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I just had that itch for a three D Mario, yeah. And, yeah. and I booted it up, and it was a uh, very pleasant. And man, I made me, it made me want to go back and check that game. Uh, I got to get a micro SD for that my friggin' Switch because I, I'm, I'm juggling these games. Oh yeah. Um, oh, they're cheap. They're easy digital. to get. I, I think I put like an yeah. eighty gig in mine or something. It was like twelve dollars. <laughs> Um, and so I, and I pre-ordered Animal Crossing, so super looking forward to that. Yeah. Um. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I was going to say, I, know. I was thinking last night that I don't know if I will have the itch for Animal Crossing, because I think Minecraft sort of scratches that same itch in a way. Sure. sure. I don't know if you know, you know what Animal it, Crossing is, Jameson. Could it, it ain't like Minecraft. There's, no, no. I, I mean in terms of... and I That's why I'm saying... I, I don't know if, if I know what Animal Crossing is. Minecraft yeah, scratches an itch of tending to things. That's what the right. itch yeah. is. Right, yeah. In the same way Stardew does, and in the same way I would imagine Animal Crossing does, in that you're... You've got your little domain, and you are tending to it. That's what I. That's what I mean by. And Minecraft scratches that itch for me, and so I'll be curious if I have the desire to play that. Uh, you won't. Because <laughs> I like tending to things. I can't. You know. I read the description. If you read the description on the store page for Animal Crossing, it says it's like this is literally your chillo game. Yeah. Like, like turn it on if you want. Like, we don't care if you play it, but it, like, it is just chilled out chores. So yeah, be cool. Do I want to pay forty or fifty pounds for it? Mm. Maybe. It's a great question, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes it's just nice to dust off the switch, but it does come out the same day as Dune Eternal. So. Yeah. Well, I yeah. My goal here is to get ahead. I'm put, trying to get my uh, cart ahead of the horse here by buying these games mm. that I know I will want to play then now. So there will be pleasant surprises, <gasps> and I won't look at them like I won't look at the two of them coming out on the same day as uh, daunting. If I have all both of them friggin' paid for already, so it's like if I just get ahead of it, it's like that way you I can just pay Animal for Crossing, them now and still never play them. Yeah, you're part you're of exactly pre-order right. culture, Ben. You're part of the problem. I'm trying to. Well, what I, I don't give a shit. Dude, I'm, just joking. I'm just trying to shift gear. I'm trying to stop buying like 
six five dollar games sure said by one ninety dollar game yeah and this is i think the best way to do that is to not like think that these little game purchases is going to make my free time any better <laughs> so if i pre-order these games i have something to look forward to <laughs> yeah. and it makes me not want to buy any games in the interim so i <clears throat> i'm strategizing um yeah i before we talk about minecraft uh i did want to talk about call of duty a little bit because i've been playing a decent little chunk yeah. here and there mm-hmm. uh, i just got the season i got the season two battle pass <gasps> or season pass they got you. i paid the 10 bucks and i got it yeah and uh i you know i am look i was thinking about this today i was thinking about the br coming out soon um today and i, I kind of i gotta give it to them the way they the way they kept the hook in with like the battle pass for season one or the way the way modern warfare has worked as far as the content drip up until this br launch is i think has been pretty decent and so for them like they've managed to keep a lot of players on um when with them putting the br out soon um i'll be interested to see what that does to the quality of life of the multiplayer like mm. of multiplayer the lobbies um and if they won't be shitheads oh uh, you think that the and sweaty then, boys are gonna go elsewhere yeah yeah we um, speculated about I, that yeah I and i'll be interested and what i think too is it's really sets them up for a strong you know how, like cod tapers off in the spring like yeah. you really feel it i think this really sets them up to keep modern warfare strong right up until the next call of duty comes out mm. i think it's a great idea to kind of have a second you know like they they kept a second they win kept interest for sure. high yeah yeah um and it, i'm trying to think about how they can do that with like like you wouldn't hold a zombie mode a zombies mode back until halfway through your life cycle no but like you, I'm trying to think of it. I think it's a great way to do it. I think it gets everybody familiar yeah. with the game and then to introduce something that uh, kind of gives you a, a nice back half of the game's life. Yeah. Maybe they're smart, uh, so. smart enough to realize that BR isn't big enough to maintain yeah. people for another year, but also still sure. significant enough to draw in fresh eyes and get people back on board. Definitely. And it, it definitely, yeah, I, I would agree completely. I think it's a great, uh, I think it's a, a great demonstration of them showing that yeah it's not a top priority for them as a br it's about like keeping call of duty call of duty mm-hmm. i really hope it does pull the the sweaty players out and it does make ground war a little bit more enjoyable and it makes yeah, that's a good point like <clears throat> anything but uh quick play tdm more enjoyable <laughs> so i'll be yeah. interested to see how that goes but uh yeah it's i'm really liking cod i'm liking like some of the progression stuff with the guns and things i'm like learning a little bit more but everything so I'm, I'm having a great time with it it's a tragedy um, that well maybe not a tragedy is maybe a bit hyperbolic but the game will just be dead in six months you know like it's sad to me that call of duty sometimes when call of duty is really good it's sad to me that there's another one coming out the next year you know the next fall and that it'll just cannibalize the prior year you know because uh, like this That's call of duty feels like a game the way especially the way they've been supporting it so far it feels like a game that would normally be around for several years. Yeah, I know you mean, yeah. Uh, And I mean, of course, people will keep playing this Call of Duty, but Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it just, it feels like they've really made it into more of a platform this time in in the sort of modern games of service style. And they've done a very good job of it. And the support has been really impressive. The support model doesn't reflect a one-year cycle game. Yeah, and I would be... uh, yeah, I was gonna say, like, I wonder if they conti- how much longer they continue that support because, mm, like, Black yeah. Ops got support yeah. for like two years, you know, of just like nonstop stuff. But I, yeah, they did that full zombie like DLC for Black Ops three, Black Ops three, like last year. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, 
and it's yeah it's just sort of interesting because it's I don't know. They must not have expected it to go this way. Like, who could have expected, like, their the life, the player base for Modern Warfare to probably stay pretty consistent, if not grow? I, yeah, Just like with the trend of COD, it's felt like peaks and valleys, you know? Yeah. The high spike, and then people get bored this time of year, and, like, it just becomes less hot. It cools off, obviously. But it's felt like they've, yeah, the, like they said, the drip and the season pass, you know, these are effective methods. They've done it well, yeah, and then it's just like... They've done it really well. And then November can't knock November 7th or whatever will game. come, and Black Ops 5 yeah. will kill this game, you know? And then next year, Modern Warfare 2, again, will kill Black Ops 5, and then Black Ops 6 will kill Modern Warfare 2-2, yeah. two, and then <laughs> Modern Warfare 3-3 three, three will kill Black Ops 6, and it's like, it just keeps going. The father, for... puts the, the father puts the gun to the back of the son's head. So <laughs> and the then the son, son also the... has a wraparound yeah. Marvel Avengers yeah. arm that is, has the gun to the back of the father's head. It's wonderful. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, but I guess if you're going to be killed, you might as well be killed by yourself. Oh, dude. <laughs> if you're going to die, you might as well kill yourself. Call of Duty's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's show. that might be triggering. I'm sorry, um, but it's yeah. I I don't know. I I'm excited for the BR. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what the BR is. I, I um I'm definitely done with BR right now. I'm just not in the mood for mm-hmm. it. That's really the main problem mm-hmm. I have with Apex is that it's a BR. I think I've realized it's just for like sure. boring. Um, mm-hmm. but I am I am certainly curious to observe what they do with Modern Warfare. Oh, yeah. BR. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because be Black Ops uh, Four was like. You know, it felt like they had built the game around the BR with the the healing mechanic. You know, being in the base yeah. game and the higher time to kill. Whereas Modern Warfare is like it. It's, I mean, the time to kill is a little longer if you shoot them in the body, but it's like one bullet to the head. So I'm curious how yeah. they counteract that for the BR. Uh, yeah, it, it's always interesting to see what the AAA boys do with BR, uh, and also know that the BR will be dead in six months. <laughs> yeah, mm. weird. It's, it's, you know what? It'll be around just long enough, I think. Like, yeah, yeah. You, nobody, nobody was playing Black Ops for BR six months later. So <laughs> no, they maybe they weren't. know that. <laughs> so may, maybe, yeah, it's kind of a yeah. good, it's kind of a good time to put it out, just so it can live its life and die. Because yeah. it's not going to beat Fortnite. It's not going to hurt Apex. It's not going to. No. It's, it's not going to move the needle. In these but it'll other make games, Activision so a good money, and then fuck yeah, well, right up until Black the, Ops four, five, which makes what is the, is Fortnite still like by far the biggest one? No, PUBG has always been the biggest one. No, nah, well, Fortnite Crazy. overtook it massively for a while. Not if you count PUBG Mobile. Uh, PUBG Mobile PUBG wasn't M- out? Didn't even exist when Fortnite had its upcoming, I don't think? Well, sure, but PUBG Mobile is the biggest thing Oh yeah. now and has mm. been for like a year and a half or whatever. But there's also Fortnite Mobile. Fortnite Mobile is just Fortnite, though. That's yeah. what makes mm-hmm. it strange. But Fortnite is still very big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it definitely seems like Fortnite has sort of... Fortnite and Apex... And PUBG have all sort of just been on cruise control. I feel like for for a while, Fortnite and PUBG especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though I don't really keep up on for, on PUBG mobile updates, but they still have like 400 million players. So yeah, mm-hmm. Jesus, which Christ. is terrifying. It's a lot of credit cards. Yeah. Um, man, guys, though Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minecraft is still here. We good. are again. Yeah. Before you guys, before you guys go swooning about Minecraft still being the best game ever, which it objectively is, do you <laughs> want to maybe talk about Apex Season Four? Because you didn't really say much about it in Discord, except for that you still weren't liking it. 
I played like I, don't, I, I played, played like one game of it. Okay, you don't have. You I don't, don't have play. Dawson and I, I tried it with Ben, I think. Dawson and I played a few games, and yeah. then Ben joined us for a few games, and yeah. it was just the same experience of just yeah. being yeah. absolutely slapped the entire time and having mm-hmm. no fun at all. And it was after that that Dawson and I were talking, as we often do after an Apex session, we <laughs> complain for about 30 reef. minutes into talk to, <laughs> talking to each other in voice. Yeah. And... Uh, it was that evening that we decided to get back into Minecraft. So very nice. <laughs> yeah, I was just like Dawson, you should at Joe right now and tell him to turn the server back on because I will do the same thing. And that was that. And that Here was only are. like one week ago, and we've built a fucking metropolis since Man, then. What we've, <laughs> done, what we've done in a week is remarkable. Yeah, Dawson and I were like, talking when we were played on Saturday. We realized yeah. it's only been as of Saturday. It's, it had only been like ten days. Six days. Ten, it, or yeah, sorry. Uh, no, not, not it weeks. was yeah ten days. We turned it on on the sixth of of February. Yeah, it was a Monday. So two or something. Two days. Uh, no, because Apex launched season four launched on Tuesday, and then we played Wednesday night, I think. So then Thursday is it was back. Anyways, this week, sometime this week, it'll have only been two weeks, and we've done so much shit in oh, two man, weeks. It's so good. Things it helps that, when you're yeah. It helps that we have the option to turn creative mode on, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when we first only, played it, our server, yeah. I think we only played for like a month. I don't think we really played for as... Four weeks. Yeah. yeah. And we built everything. Got, I was away. I missed months. the first like 10 days of it mm-hmm. or a week or yeah. so because I was away. And then, yeah, it was only like three weeks. And then by early February, we were sort of tapering off of it and mostly done. Yeah, we've done everything in vanilla. You know, we've gone to the end, the never. Right. We've we done it all. I was, yeah, I did make it to that. Yeah. We cleared, we cleared vanilla in a month. It think. helps when you have multiple people working on something, it oh, turns yeah. out. <laughs> and that yeah. was purely creative as well. Uh, sorry, uh, survival. Survive. Yeah, yeah. And then we turned on... I think we did turn it on again in May or something. Yeah, when we started to kind of like lose a little That's bit right, of creative, interest. Yeah. yeah. Minecraft's very good. Sorry, Ben, you, uh, <laughs> you go ahead so with your... Good. Man, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. It's uh, I've just over the last couple of days started to turn creative on. I, okay, good. Um, <gasps> I figured you really? had Dabbling a little bit. You know, um, the amount I, uh, first things first though, I cleared my hot bar and just got rid of a map I've had for like <laughs> a long time. So that sucks, but, <laughs> um, it's been nice working on, it's been nice just, what, you know, what broke the camera's like the, back? The, the, what made you change to creative? Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do multicolor. So I'm doing a fishing village right now as my product. Yeah is my project and i knew i wanted to do multicolored houses right um and i didn't want to go through the process of getting the dyes for the wool yeah and i wasn't sure if i even wanted it to be a wool texture for oh, the wall, that'd be a so nightmare said, you'd need like uh, what's the blue yeah. one you need to mine for that exactly i was gonna so, say like, I, ben ben decided to switch to creative when he turned right and saw like a sim city sped up view of our city being fucking built in the distance <laughs> <laughs> man that castle yard is popping up but like i made the i made the railway uh pier slash dock that's over by ocean base uh man this is all this this audio podcast we're we're losing the <laughs> audience in the sauce as far as the geographics of this shit goes but um i made an ocean i made a railway dock over by ocean base completely organically and creative we actually in, we did uh, a decent a bit we of building uh, even we in this new session like we didn't you know yeah. we only i only discovered like you only turned that stuff on a few days ago, so we we did a f- pretty healthy amount of building. Oh yeah, in yeah. our current session this month in yeah. survival mode. 
Um, maybe we'll put some screenshots on Twitter or something, but we have some really nice proportional looking Maybe in stuff. another week or like, so when it's all, or more like yeah. another two days when it's all finished. Yeah. Yeah, Dawson just said in the Discord today that he wants to create an underground tunnel yeah. over the fishing village from from the castle. I think we so could we could keep fun. building there for another two weeks and it would be pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's been man, like you know, like like you said, you go into Minecraft and you give yourself a task. Yeah. And you just the loop, like the ease of access to everything you need is is right mm-hmm. there. Anyway, yeah, like we don't we, we there's great we cascading it, of. ideas because like i had hit sort of a rut like a week like a few days ago right Mm -mm. just because i felt like okay i built these like three things that i had in my head okay good and then we half joked about you know uh joe said like the meteor he wants to build a meteor impact Mm -hmm. and then i and then i half joked about like we'll fucking have a giant squid come from the meteor and uh yep that has popped off some uh, things. I have built some things that will eventually lead somewhere. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like I built a church. I built this and that. I built some secret things mm-hmm. that only Dawson and I know about. Uh, things like that. And, and it just like triggers something, you know, and then Dawson built a boat. And then and, and then now that's like, oh, we, okay, well, now we need docks. And then, oh, I need to, I should change this building into like a cargo lift building. And then you change that. And mm-hmm. then it just sort of. Yeah, I love the cascading of you have an idea that triggers something else that triggers something else, and then one of you guys does something that triggers another idea. Yeah. The collaborative creativity of that game is so good. Yeah, because I, uh, you know, I, and, I haven't jumped into the server with you guys just because I don't, I oh, just don't, Joe, I just dude. don't have an idea, and I'm oh, not just going to, I'm just not going to wander around, you know, not doing anything. But then, Builder, you know, we had yeah. the conversation on Discord, and I was like, oh, actually... I kind of do yep. have an idea. And as soon as yep. I had that idea, I was kind of like scratching at the desk. I was like, oh, I can't, kind of want to play Minecraft now. <laughs> do it. Uh, yeah. I will. Come yeah, why it. not? But, but you, need to, you need to be, I want to be in voice with you when you come to our city for the first time. Yeah, for the I was going to save it for a stream and I might as well just be yeah. like, fuck it and just jump in, like whatever. We can still, oh, we can can sh- Streams are fun as well. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, people got to see our fucking masterpieces. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very good. I love the area that we've been building. Okay, I might be patient. I might wait a few more days, and then I, I'm going to do it this week. I'm coming Good. back, boys. Joe, we should, <clears throat> Joe, we should wrap up Journey to the Savage Planet, yeah. which we also played three hours of. Oh together. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's that game's pretty fun. <laughs> no. That game is pretty fun, uh, and it, I would recommend it. I was uh, like, I, it's so funny because when we were playing it, and I know we still have to play it, but I just want the, all I could think of was like, I wish Jameson and Dawson would play this game together. Because I bet they would kind of dig this too. Yeah, and I don't so know if that... it would be. I don't know if I would recommend it on your own. Mm. No, exactly. But the weird thing is, Ben, that game, it like it feels like it was designed specifically for co-op, but it's not. It's just like absolutely. It's just like mm. oh, you can have another friend with you. But there's like really fun it's... moments of the game where me and Ben were initially just side by side, but then you just naturally kind of just start splitting up the task together. Like Ben will go one way and I'll go another way. And then we'll just like reconvene later. It's none of that, you know, bullshit yeah. where you have to be close to each other. You just, uh, you just got the map and you got tasks to get done. It's a Metroidvania, so one person can go check out this thing and another person go check out this thing. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I had I, that game. Two things. That first of all seems like a very good Game Pass title, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I might wait for. Uh, I also thought that game was like a survive. You know, one of those like survival, like Subnautica things. That's right. what I thought that game was. 
Uh, no, no. So I guess their marketing was bad. Uh, it's, it's, it's like pseudo linear. Right. It's got like an open, very vibrant, colorful alien world, very light, easygoing combat. Uh, very like, it's just like a nice little indie game that you can play with your bud and you explore. Yeah, yeah very, very exploration heavy. Yes. Uh, yeah, like Joe said, the set points, like there are a couple of set pieces in there that were really fun to enjoy with a second person there mm. in real time. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, and it, oh man, the scale of it, it's really, it's, it was nice going in pretty blind because I too was under the impression that it was, I thought it was like a, honey, we shrunk the kids. <laughs> like you were, you were a small oh, that's like, little, yeah, that, there is a game coming out that's, that's like that, isn't it? That's from Obsidian. That's the next. Oh that's yeah, that's that, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I thought these were the same game, yeah. but. Journey of the Savage Planet has been yeah, a very pleasant yeah. surprise. I think, just um, just as a nice little treat. That, my highlight was that last boss fight we did, Ben. Where the, that's, has, that's what I'm saying. It has different weak like, points, and me and Ben were on like either side of this beast uh, taking down you different... You just don't expect to see something like that. At a, like The way the way you stumble upon that is was like, Whoa! Yeah, that reveal was really fun, actually. Yeah, I, you just never I'll, see anything cool. like it. I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on it. You know, like... Yeah, get it on sale or something. Yeah, or yeah. like I, I, you know, it's surely it's gonna come to Game Pass at some point. Um, it's it's like a it's like a nice, easygoing seven out of ten indie mm-hmm. game, which becomes considerably better with another person. Mm-hmm. Cool. I was surprised it's, to hear it's that because yeah, I, I thought it was just gonna be like a fifteen-hour sort of survivally thing. The title just makes it sound like a survival game, right? Mm-hmm. Journey to the Savage Planet's like, oh, yeah. you gotta survive. You gotta gather your wood and then build your hut, and then you eventually have yeah. a fucking rocket ship or something. Yeah, um, that game's uh, it's got some really nice environmental art. I like how it mm. looks. That's cool. It's a cool little thing. I uh, it does make me want to. Speaking of survival games, Joe, I would like to go back because I've heard good things about the updates for Raft. Oh, so like really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I w- a guy at work was telling me about Raft. Dude, I'd go I'd go back. I actually would. They put I just out didn't a huge you'd be interested. Like, yeah, they put out a huge December update, I think, right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. We'll have to Yeah. We'll have to get back into Raft. Then I would I 100% also... go back to Raft. <laughs> Hell yeah. I also really am waiting for uh Satisfactory to come out of early access. Oh yeah. Satisfactory and Hades are the two like big early access games oh, yeah. that I'm I, looking I forward am to Hades pretty confident too. I'm gonna like a lot that I just mm-hmm. wanna not touch until they're one point oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think after your uh enjoyment of that specific part of Astronea, I do think you I think you will enjoy Satisfactory. Yeah. It looks pleasant. It looks it looks fun. I think I'll go back to it as well when it's done because some of the I just found some of the balance of certain things to be weird. Mm. So when it's one point oh, I think I'll go back as well. That was, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we're about I was going to say one last thing about Minecraft that I have been enjoying is the uh, sort of storytelling stuff that you can do in Minecraft mm-hmm. that I I am doing mm-hmm. primarily with myself though Dawson is privy to the storytelling as well. I think everyone's uh, kind will, of attaching to that and enjoying that idea. You'll all be privy to it soon enough as well. Oh, I mean, you've ben got some is stuff probably maybe on. Ben is caught on to some of it. I don't know. If you explore the church, there's some hints of what's going on and maybe I'll take you to the hmm. secret area one of these days and Oh uh, god. But uh, yeah, I enjoy giving an area like a history. That mm-hmm. that is something that we that I, that was lacking to me in the HQ area. It was just sort mm-hmm. of a bunch of things right yeah whereas this is like okay there's the old castle 
and like this is the original castle this was built like a long time ago and then they built this other thing on top of it and then you know then this was discovered and then then they that like affected the the religion of the area you know like that's the that stuff is fun it's it is, yeah. goofy but i enjoy uh putting a story to to these creations it gives uh, you it motivation mm. for new builds yeah yeah and, and i think it gives it the area personality does. as well mm-hmm. yeah it really does yeah there's it leans into our oceanside work a lot like our fishing village and, yeah you know like a lot of the the ship the tall ship and, there's yeah. you know on the surface it looks like a well-to-do fishing town and yeah. it is, you know, until until, until things start going a little the weird. Belly and the, the spooky I'm gonna, guy. I'm gonna have to figure out how to build the, the main thing that I I want to build, but uh, mm. it can only happen after after Joe gets back to it. So yeah, and I will. I I yeah, do. I, I will come back now. I was gonna wait for the update because I want a specific block for a build I had in mind, and I really wanted to build the meteor. Out of the new material, which is netherite, right? Because I wanted it to be like this valuable resource that landed and maybe helped the economy of the nearby people. But you know, it's just going to be a big old boulder. I can work on the crash site and I'll make it just out of like I don't know stone, and then I can always just replace the outside with netherite for yeah. aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. And who knows when that update is out? Like, it could be six months. Yeah. Like the RTX update. Who the fuck knows? Man, it's so weird that all these years later we have like multiple things to look forward to in Minecraft. We have the Strange, Neverwrite update, yeah. which is, you know, actually quite substantial in the world of Minecraft. Mm. Like Diamond is getting surpassed and, you know, the Never is not going to be just nothing. Uh, there's the RTX update for, you know, graphical yeah. nerds like me. There is the oh, weird yeah. Harry Potter expansion Harry thing. Oh my god. And so then good. there's Minecraft Dungeons, which is the oh Diablo-esque <laughs> Minecraft thing, all in 2020. We're 12 years old again. Minecraft never dies. Minecraft Thank God. It's. I was saying to Dawson the other day when we were playing. It makes me. It gives me some hope in humanity that Minecraft <laughs> is the most popular game of all time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know they they've almost sold two hundred million copies of Minecraft, mm. and it is such a pure, harmless game of creation. Uh, yeah. And that's great. It's, it's great so that. The giant digital Lego game has been such a phenomenon for so many years. Yeah. And, and that it is getting yeah. this amazing sort of second coming of popularity again, even though it, you know, it's not like it ever stopped being popular, but uh, it's great. Like Fortnite is, you know, you're like, okay, whatever. It's harmless. I don't like it, but they've got good stuff in there, right? Like with the creative mode, but Minecraft is just. Even if you're playing survival, you're creating things yeah. all the time. And that's what I love that's about I love What I love it. about Minecraft's journey is they just opened it up from the get-go. Like yeah. they didn't hunker it down yeah. and be like, this is our game. They it was just been open and flexible and moddable uh, and so yeah. versatile from almost day one. No, day one, well, pretty much. Like the early yeah, alpha I mean, people could start modding it. And even just having creative mode there, right? Mm-hmm. From the get-go in most places. You know, like the 360 version, I don't know if it had creative when it launched, but it's not like... If if Minecraft came out today, okay, it would be like... Yeah, it would be like... Uh, creative mode would come out like six years after launch when the game <laughs> yeah. is dead, and they're like, oh, okay, we finally launched creative, and... You need 500,000 subscribers to get into the early alpha. And yeah, we're and, and to- we're only giving creative to the streamers for now, and then... Uh, 
and then we'll unlock mm-hmm. it slowly to the, to the plebs out there that want to play our fucking game. And it's like, but, no. Yeah. But only on an exclusive launcher. Yes, on the um, Minecraft dot, yeah. Minecraft launcher, the block launcher. You got to pay monthly um, for it and all these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to put in your special pre-order code. The only thing about um, the Windows 10 Realm stuff that makes me sad is that Realms, the draw distance is locked to a very oh, minimal draw yeah, distance. Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? Because... I didn't realize this until last night, but when you create your own world that's just on your PC, that's when the the G, the settings get cranked. And I had cranked my my chunks to like ninety six from the default twelve, and my yep. FPS was like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you go. Yeah, okay, apparently realms are are permanently locked to twelve chunk load distance, which is a yeah. bit tragic. I would love to see uh, like a huge draw distance version of our area, but. So be it. I, yeah. I do hope that the RTX stuff comes to the Windows 10 platform we're playing on. I believe on. so. Because there's going to be some... I, I cannot wait to see all this stuff oh. uh, with RTX enabled. <laughs> I want to cry thinking about it. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs> oh my uh, god. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be just unbelievable. Yeah, it, it will be very good. So yeah, um, Let's stop talking about Minecraft and uh, go play it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, just to uh, end the podcast, we still have about a month to go before anything comes out. Uh, do you guys maybe have yeah. any plans? Have you been looking ahead, scrubbing through your Steam library, or are you are just going <laughs> to chew in Minecraft for the next month? I bought uh, Wolf Among Us on PlayStation 4. Mm, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was six six dollars, so I'm gonna try and give that a nice. go. First episodes are really good. That was the only one I ever played, though. Uh, I played the whole thing. Mm. I I liked it, just not as much as Borderlands, which was the best thing ever. And I want to play some VR. Yeah, mm. me too. I need to reset up my setup. I think I'm gonna try that Walking Dead game before Half Life. Yeah, that's a good call. I might do that tonight. I need to get too. comfortable with it again. I should file my taxes and just buy a headset. <laughs> God yeah. damn it, dude. <laughs> With the return. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. I love that idea for you. I mean, whatever. I don't I don't know. It's so I don't know what I'm doing. I've made dumber purchases. So I mean no, I, yeah. I mean you can get a quest, it's like four hundred dollars, right? Like oh right. I thought you were talking Vive, whatever. It's I'm called. not I can't afford I can't I don't Index. not only can I not afford to spend seventeen hundred fucking dollars on a VR headset to play one fucking VR game. Uh, <laughs> I don't have room. I don't have room to set this shit up. Yeah. I live. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I have room for the f- for the goddamn quest anymore. Like shit, I don't know. I don't VR know. VR is doing. demanding. I should just. I should just not. I should just be a patient boy and just wait <laughs> and just play it. <laughs> nah. At Ben's. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Well, it depends we'll how long it is. Do you want to be like in a VR headset for twenty hours if you're there for a couple of days? You know. Do you want to do you want to miss out on the zeitgeist? Oh, oh the zeitgeist! You do the zeitgeist, zeitgeist is my life be, fuel. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be in here talking about it and just incredible life zeitgeist. Oh, yeah. One thing I think I'm gonna do yeah. before next time is finally play. Uh, shit, what's it called? Uh, Black Mesa. That's finally coming out. Yeah. One point oh. Yeah. That's gonna be done. Half Life's uh, boring. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. That's You're the, boring. That's the, Shut up. The VR will be cool though, God but Half Life's boring. God Yawn. Fucking no. hell. Uh, I at, might replay Half Life Two as well. Anything that I want to play between now and Mart and Doom, uh, I have no plans. I don't make plans. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, and uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do until then because I'm the Minecraft bug will probably stick for another 
I would give it probably two weeks at the most. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. That's a, another solid month. And we'll, we'll be back Minecraft. when the update hits. And we'll be back again. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. What I was thinking... Do. I was thinking possibly a Vanquish replay. Because I haven't yeah. played that game since it first came out. And that game is hilarious and over the top. And it's on it PC is. now. And yeah. I was thinking a Dark Souls 3 replay, but with magic this time. Because I've never done a magic mm. build ever. Uh, I'm not mm. sure if it's going to be very fun, but I've always just done sword. Pretty much always dexterity builds. So yeah. I need to start replaying those games in different styles. I've always wanted to do a strength build, which is, you know, when you see people with a giant fucking stupid swords. I've never used and those. Always rolling been, and... I've always been like a speedy boy poking away from a distance. Yeah. Like, uh, and I've always wanted to try magic because apparently it is actually a bit more fun in Dark Souls 3. I did play um, a few more hours of Bloodborne last oh. week or two. I made a little more progress with the DLC. I got through the... the I had stopped at that room with the two hunters in it. Yes. Uh, but apparently if you kill those hunters, they don't respawn. So I, I guess yes. I had killed one last oh. time I played. And then I came back and it was just the white one and she was a pushover. And I, oh. I just killed her Im- immediately. So... I got through that next area, which is like the giant weird clock tower that, that you're walking awesome. up with those f- fucking things that have like bags over their head that like just oh. freak out and yell at you the whole time. And, <laughs> and then I uh, killed the the very difficult Maria boss at the top of the clock tower. Ah, that uh, is where I stopped playing. I summoned, I summoned someone for it. I summoned it someone us, and still died. <laughs> it took us about... Five or six attempts with the same guy that I kept resummoning him. Was, She's uh, brutal, man. She's so fast. It was tough. Yeah, she was. She was nasty. And then I just dabbled in the fishing village, uh, mm-hmm. just checking it out. And the giant shark monster. Maybe you got one more boss, play. I think, which I've only yeah, seen. I've never the, played again. The fucking orphan of cost. Oh that God. is a legendary boss I among know. the community for being an absolute bastard. So good luck, man. Also, I read a hundred and twenty page summary of the lore of Bloodborne. <laughs> Oh my. Yeah, I thought you might. I can't remember when we were talking the other day, but you said, oh, it's like this thing in Bloodborne. And I was like, I don't know what you're good. talking about, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're Bloodborne talking about. Is, Bloodborne lore is great. I love it. It made me really want to, it made me really desperate for the PC version. A, because, you know, oh, in, enhanced man. visuals. But B, because I can, like, you know, open cheat engine and disable the enemy AI and just yeah. walk around and look at <gasps> everything, you know? You do a beauty uh, video, f- finally. <sighs> Bloodborne's really good. I, I I very much enjoyed reading through the lore of Bloodborne. It's uh, a, yeah. it's a very it's a well written thing. It's a, a compiled like confirmed in game information. Oh yeah, in, I mean, from go hard on every aspect of the game. You just don't really notice sometimes. Yeah, and then and then there's also like him sort of speculatively putting the pieces together, filling for some in the of gaps, it. yeah, filling in the gaps, yeah, and it's uh, it's really good. It's uh, it was a long read. <laughs> it was 120 <laughs> pages. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Until until Doom, I suspect Minecraft and Destiny will sustain fine mm. enough. Whole, do you know how long a month is in video games, dude? Like so long. I don't know. A month mm. ago was the middle of January, yeah. late January, and that doesn't feel like very long. Ago, Ugh, so. It's been so long. I just won't think about it. I'll keep, you know, watching something. TV? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe better. That's better. Maybe, maybe try reading books. <laughs> Any Bloodborne ones? 
Don't be silly, uh, man. That sounded like that's that's a great closer joke right there. <laughs> Just read books. Books in this year, in 2020. Oh man. I read Bloodborne <laughs> lore on my iPad. That's not even a real book. Does that even count? That's just a PDF. Of you. Freaking zoom on me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm oh. dabbing. <laughs> oh, oh, I can hear it. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Great. I can hear it hard. All right, well, should we just stop? Sure. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> just ends with this really faint, like, dab clove sound, like... It's like oh. Is he? Is that a dab?